Howdy. Welcome. What am I raising the roof? I have no idea. Staten Island fist pump. Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast. Super show! I'm looking at a picture Never of show. a carnitas stuffed quesadilla taco from Del Taco. Make sure you catch up, catch up, catch our bonus episode uh, that we just recorded. As I was saying, this is the Completely Unnecessary Podcast. It for, uh, well, it doesn't matter the day. It uh, does not. June 1st, 2023. That's Ian. I'm Pat. It's me. We did talk about carnitas tacos and jack-in-the-box condiments on the exclusive bone broth patreon.com get in there get in there and check it out this is a super show so there's a lot of stuff to talk about sure is we're talking about atari buying up game ips willy-nilly disney plus delisting shows willy-nilly mr gimmick in the news a zapper used in a robbery a playstation device that we will tear apart analog duo Amico update o plenty and more. No, that's really it, to be honest. No, that's about it. That's that's, that's a lot. It. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple of months since we got together for a super the first super show. It is. It has been. Uh, it has been. It has been. It has been a while. Wow. Um, it's been what Ian? It's been a while. It's been too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, we mentioned what we'd up to in the, 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 the bonus episode, but we probably should have saved it. I've been playing pinball and, uh, enjoying, uh, RC car life. L Y F. We told me it's like it's 35 years ago in my neighborhood. Yeah. All, all the b- older boys having their, their RC cars. Yeah. So it, it, it's fun. It's relaxing. The turbo frog. Uh, something <laughs> always needs to be fixed on it, but it's, it's great. I, I enjoy it. I like taking it apart and working on it and, uh, that's just that's that's been what I've picked up. Really, wise the struts and the suspension you can update. And yeah, the, and the servo. I mean, but like things, you know, things happen. Things break. Things go out of alignment. And take it apart. You go to the par- it up. Go out to the park and you put up little ramps and you do jumps. Or what do you do? I just take it to the park and find hills and shit and launch it over the hills and over uh, roots and stuff like that. And you got a super expensive iPhone. Your first new iPhone. I did, and I don't want to talk about that, but I did because <laughs> you I succumb to the ecosystem. Um, I, I generally try to get the highest end phone when I buy them, and then just run them into the ground for years and years. Well, your phone was. I'm not big. I'm not begrudging for buying a new phone. Your old phone was rough. Yeah, it was. It was way past its prime. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely past its prime, especially when that person came over and tried to. Uh, what? I don't remember their name, but it's a person who always comes and sees us at conventions. Okay. And they were. It was uh, Long Island, and they were just like without. Without like talking or asking us, they tried to come behind the tables uh, to take a picture. Oh, you were there. You know, I think you know the person. And backpack just swiped the phone off the table and onto the ground. I had had that phone without a fucking scratch on it for four years. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Four and a half years. And someone swiped the phone off the table with their backpack. They were by trying, accident. With yeah. their oh, I do remember that. I don't know who it was, but I do remember that happening. And I was like, "Great!" And they were like, uh, "And they just walked away." And I was I like, the "Picture." They just walked yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ian, you got to buy a five dollar bumper. <laughs> I, I said that. I, I, I said you'd always need a bumper. The thing about the phone that I got, without talking too much about it, is I the reason I never got a bumper for that iPhone eight mm-hmm. because it felt like fucking heaven in my hand. It was one of the nicest things I have ever held in my hand. It was incredibly satisfying to just hold it. And the case 
took away from that. And I was careful with my phone. It's, it's this it's asshole. A, it's a bumper. It's not a yeah. case. You can still feel the back of it. Anyways, I don't like the way this one feels without the case. So oh. it'll be in a case forever. Okay. Well, that's like a down payment on a car. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah. But looking at like like uh, we've gone from like having flip phone Motorola's and LG's where you take a video and it's like it might as well be from the nineteen forties and now it's like well you can you can fucking shoot a four K eight K video on that and it looks like something for the for the theater and it's it's amazing. I, I, I will I will make use of the camera. Um, it'll be way better for taking photos of pinball machines and things like there that. There you go. That's that's the proper use of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially uh, if I want to write about them. So. Nice to have some pictures. Speaking of writing, N64 books still getting done slowly but surely. Sure. This summer will be pre-orders and Kickstarter. Hell or heck water? Hell or heck water? Heck or high water? Hell or heck water sounds better. (laughs) Hell or heck water? And we got NBA finals happening tonight, recording on the first. We sure do. What's your Uh, your prediction, Ian? How many games? What team? Nuggets and six. I was going nugs and five. I was. Five, I wanted to six. say five, but I. I. I, I think. I think Give Jimmy will show up at least twice. Twice to win it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's going to show up, but he's going to show up. But I think he's going to. I mean, he's going to. He's going to show up twice to willpower a couple wins. Okay. I think because no, I, I do. I, I like. I like Jimmy. Who doesn't but, like Jimmy? But I like. I. I. I, I really want to see Jokic get a title, and I love any time a team that's I, gone fifty fucking years without a championship. They never won. They never won. I, I'd love to see that. I. And I, and, and I generally. I generally like the Nuggets somewhat, somewhat. Whereas the only reason I like the Heat right now is Jimmy. I, I love Spolstra. I love Pat Riley. Sure, it's just not I, usually I, a team I follow. I do I like guess. the Heat culture. It is a thing. They do do a business the right way. It sounds like um, there's not many teams that have like a real culture. Warriors have one. Heat have one. You start running out really quickly <laughs> after that. Like, Speaking of culture, though, I'm very, very excited for what I hope Monty Williams will bring to the Pistons. Everyone loves Monty. Yeah, I think Phoenix did him dirty. I, I do too. That wasn't his fault. No, it was not his fault. No, I, I think no. I think he will do good things with like Detroit Monty. with our fifth place in the the first in the draft. I don't I don't know what next year is going to look like, but a new coach is definitely was definitely in order. And Nick Nurse went to Philly. Oh yeah, all all, all the sh- all these all these uh, all these champion uh, coaches that got fired the past they were getting new jobs. Um, Buddenholz got fired. I'm not sure he's going to show up somewhere. That was rough. I didn't realize his, his brother died during the fucking playoffs, and they still fired him. That's probably why his head wasn't in it. Right? I told you about. It. Oh, he was not calling timeouts. He's not making judgments. His brother just died. It's just like holy shit. Yeah. Wow. They, I don't think they revealed it at the time, but like maybe that's why he wasn't coaching well. But that's probably why he probably should have taken off. They probably should just said you're not coaching. Like, yeah. No shit. It was yeah. Um, rough. Rough business. <laughs> Thanks, Buddenholz. We won a few years ago. Get the fuck out. That's basically what they said. And the you know, situation in, in, Piss, in, in Detroit is interesting because uh, Casey. See you, sportscast time. Uh, K- Casey didn't get fired. Uh, he he stepped down, took a front office role with sure. one year left in his contract. Uh, look, so let me tell you why I want Jokic to win, and why it was so great to see Steph Curry win last year, and why he was crying when he won. He's humble. He's no one ever said him really humble. No, Jokic is humble. That's oh, what I'm oh. saying. Like he's very humble. But that's that's part of it. I really root for these stars that get disrespected mm-hmm. by the fucking media. Steph Curry was so fucking disrespected. This is guy's going out as a top 10 player ever. People calling him trash. People calling him he can't win, that he's a choke artist. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So him winning was so good last year, especially without Durant. And the past couple years, the disrespect Nikola Jokic has been getting has been fucking insane. 
getting picked next to last for all-star games, uh, saying that he's uh, this piece of shit. Sorry, in case you see it, Nick Wright, saying he's like the worst MVP of the last like 40, 50 years. And the massive disrespect that the sports media gives to these great players for no reason at all, just to get attention because it's clickbaity. It's 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 abhorrent that they do this. And of course, fucking uh, Skip Bayless, how he goes off on LeBron. Yeah. He goes off on Steph Curry every fucking chance he gets. And it's just like... I fucking hate the sports media. Did you see the? It. Did you see Jokic's response to the question from the other night that everyone was uh, tweeting around about what about Embiid? No, no. They asked him. The one uh, journalist was just like, "Do you think? Uh, would you call yourself the best player on the Nuggets right now?" Mm. And he just kind of looked like, "Sometimes I am. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not, I'm not yeah. and I'm cool with that." And that was yeah. his response. And people were saying, "Do you think Embiid should have won the MVP this year?" Because that was like, well, people didn't want to didn't want to give Jokic. Uh, three in a row, right? Even though he's better this year than last year when he won it, and he said MB was the best player this year, like he was, he yeah. deserved it. He's very humble. It's, it. it's easy to root for these humble guys, but people are like, oh, but you don't want to see the Nuggets win. It's like, no, I want to see the Nuggets win uh, or the Heat. I, 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 I want to heat. I want to see them win. So yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good finals. I'm I'm excited. It's for a bullshit. It. Like, oh, the, the, that star is not marketable. Well, did you try? Did you try to market that star? Did you actually try to do it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, did you try? <laughs> That's our CU Sportscast. There you go. Nick Wright, you are horrible. Let me just say that. Our boy, Jean-Claude Van our Damme. Boy, our man. Our man. <laughs> uh, the first bit of video game news of this, uh, <laughs> of this super show. We're cutting right to the important stuff. Jean-Claude Van Damme is uh, finally getting a uh, skin in the upcoming Mortal Kombat 12. It is a pre-order skin. So that sucks huge ass, but uh, Johnny, oh, yes. Cage, Johnny Cage is getting Johnny a Cage. Jean-Claude Van Damme skin. Ian, why don't you tell everyone the backstory about what so, happened? Mortal Kombat was originally supposed to be a video game that was more, uh, I don't think it was supposed to be a Bloodsport video game, but it was supposed to be heavily modeled after Bloodsport. Uh, and they tried to get Jean-Claude Van Damme in to play kind of the titular main character, the Ryu to it, the you know, mm-hmm. and he said no. Um, so Johnny Cage was born and, you know, Mortal Kombat kind of went on to be Mortal Kombat. Later on, Jean-Claude Van Damme ended up playing Guile in Street Fighter and in the game. And Street Fighter, the movie, the, the game. And Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Right, Doing exactly. a digitized version of himself. So it did come true a few years later. Kind of. But... And I think it left some, <laughs> some Mortal Kombat, you know, fans uh, a little upset. Um, my understanding is there has been a couple of attempts and I don't, I don't have this, I don't have like facts in front of me my understanding is there's been a couple attempts where they've reached out to him and been like do you want to be involved in this in any way because in the past especially in mortal kombat 11 probably 10 they did bring like old actors and stuff in as skins like the old actors for johnny cage and stuff like that as skins for the character um but this time he finally agreed so that's i mean i hate to i don't god i don't want any sort of deluxe edition of fucking mortal Kombat 12 but if there's yeah. one thing that's gonna get me to fucking buy it, do it good it news. would be this good news bad news good yeah. news van damme's in the game bad news bad news is 105 dollars. you have to pay either 110 for the premium edition when it has the combat pack or the collector's edition for 250 oh wait so it's gonna be in the combat pack so the combat pack might not be included in the regular one but you could buy it later 
It says in this article, the combat pack featuring Van Damme will be included in both the premium edition and the collector's edition of Mortal Kombat included. 1. Included, yeah. The so, premium edition will cost 110 You're saying maybe later they'll have I, a separate. I, I don't think it's going to be later. I think that's just, that's how these usually do it. Like, if you go online right now and you buy the uh, Street Fighter VI, the premium uh-huh. edition, it includes the Season 1 pass. That's what you're buying. That's what so makes it premium. You have to buy it extra anyway, what you're saying. As I, no, I would have to, if I bought a $60 copy of you Mortal Kombat spend. 12, I would have to buy that extra money well, anyway. It's not 12, it's Mortal Kombat 1. Right, which is e- silly. Even though Mortal Kombat 92 was 1, I don't know how this works. So like my brain starts, this is a prequel, so I guess it's really 0. The joy in Mortal Kombat is not thinking too hard about it. So, so but now they're forcing me to, because now this is really Mortal Kombat 0. No, it's not a prequel. It's not before Mortal Kombat 1, it's no, a retelling just, it's of 1. A, it's just a fucking reboot, I think. Of 1. Kind was of. it 9 a reboot? So, I think what it is, is they're kind or of... 10 was. They're what? kind of rebooting the story. Basically, I think they're taking some basic concepts of the characters that it's were at the end of 11. They're just yeah. cutting out some bullshit and then putting the characters back in and starting again. That's why it's fun. It's a ridiculous series, honestly. It is. Face. It is. And, I, na- and now it's become... Like Smash Brothers, but for like adult themed characters with all like we're gonna get leather uh, Leatherface in there. We're gonna get Freddy Krueger in there. We're gonna get fucking Terminators in. And we went through the list. Uh, uh, Stallone was in there as Rambo, right? The what else uh, we got a- Alien Predator. Predator. The best one, uh, honestly, uh, was Jason so, Voorhees. Same company makes the Injustice games. Robo which, RoboCop's in there, which I love to death. The Injustice games are so fucking. Good. Oh, are they? Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles DLC for that was fucking phenomenal. Ninja Turtles fighting superheroes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you could be all four of the turtles. It was just palette swaps, but it was really fun. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I I, I enjoy that they have fun with these games. I don't think that they're ever quite taken as seriously as other ones. You'll see it in the tournaments for a couple of years, but it fades out before Tekken and stuff does. But I don't think anyone making a fighting game these days is necessarily having more fun doing it than the people who are writing these absolutely absurd stories. Oh, I'm sure. It's, well, here's the problem with it. Since since this series involves lots of death that Street Fighter doesn't, it's hard to keep it continuing. Which is why it's in fucking sane. Because they yeah, have to keep finding ways to, to rewind time yes. and bring people back to life. Like Street Fighter's just, we just do a tournament. Right. No one's getting killed. We just beat each other up. You know, we come back. You know, you can build stories on that. What six? Sure. Six is coming out, right? It's like you know, you can build a story. The on original that. Dragon Ball, like a third of the fucking episodes or a quarter are just like tournament episodes, sure. and it's fun. The, the fucking, I mean, Bloodsport was fun for it. The the happenings behind the scene at the tournament, the the wheels yeah. and dealings, the drama, the military trying get involved, yeah. trying to get the, the, the police trying to stop Van Dam from competing. Love me a good tournament story. No, it's the best. Going back to Enter the Dragon. That's that's God, so good. So good. I love Enter the Dragon. Well, you can go on a limb there. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I it's know. a classic. I do th- uh, like uh, Return of the Dragon better. I always, I always get the mix up the four movies in my head. Uh, Enter the Dragon, Bolo Young, Room of Mirrors. Uh, Return of the Dragon, Chuck Norris, Coliseum. Return of the Okay, that's when they take on the mob. Yes. God. Okay. The Mafia is that's one, that's one of that. Gotcha. Then the Chinese connection is when the Chinese are versus uh, the Japanese studio. Okay, that's where he beats up the. Okay, there's like four movies they have to worry about, and then Game of Death they didn't finish, unfortunately. So it's yeah. Fists of Fury. Yeah, Fists of Fury. It's also called the Chinese it's connection. connection. Yeah, I, I, they, 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 there's two names for, for all these. Uh, yeah, right? I know it is Fists of Fury. Yeah. That's I'm sorry, I just was trying to connect that in my head. Yeah, there's there's four of them. Anyway, anyway, um, what was I going to say? I don't fucking know. I'm Moving gonna, on from Mortal Kombat, I've been a podcast so long I forgot how to do it. 
It's the last weekend for something special that you were uh, involved in. Uh, as a production partner of Con the Musical, the parody Tractacular. Tractacular. Off Broadway <laughs> until June 4th. Go see it if you're in New York City. Tickets are actually probably going to be selling out, but time to listen to this, you might have a day left. So go go help help out our pal Brennan Floss, who uh, wrote this and has got, gotten rave reviews for Off Broadway. And I'm proud of everyone involved with it. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And maybe I'll see it at some point. <laughs> maybe, I'll get to, maybe I'll get to see what I helped help put money into. That's <laughs> kind of weird how that works. I looked up flights. Like, yeah, maybe I'll go out for the rap party. I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't be spending twelve hundred dollars just to fly across the country and back sure. for a day. It's just like uh, my body's old and worn out. Even though the collagen pills are helping, they're helping. They're helping. We talked they're about that doing episode. it. Um, and then a new flea market. A new flea market. Manus is out. We shot it. Me, uh, Frank, and me shot it. Frank and I shot it a couple weeks ago. Absolutely nothing there, but it's still one of the better episodes because Frank was on point. This like, is what I kind of tried to tell you before. You don't what? need to find stuff for this to be interesting. People just like watching you do this. Well, hearing me, my 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 my, my witty repartee. Yes, but it's more interesting when you find nice stuff. It is. I'm sure, I spent fifteen dollars and fifty cents. That's not an official swap meet. I, to me, it's always twenty five dollars. <laughs> It's, it's like playing five innings of a baseball game. It's not game. an official swap, man. No. Spent, I mean, Frank, Frank spent as much as I did. Um, there was nothing there. I, I found a light a light phaser from one of my pals. I, was like, I bought a, a Sega light phaser. Like there, uh, obviously, I had like three of them, but it's like there was nothing else out there to buy. I missed out on GameCube games by, by five minutes. Someone else I knew missed out. Those, must have been, those were probably were good. Probably didn't get, go for cheap, but... I was going to say, yeah, it, I, it, I, I, would, I would be surprised if they were... So I'm probably bargains. Yeah, some probably got in 15, 20 each are probably worth like 40, 50 each. You know, probably bought like 10 of them. That's my guess. Something like that. So it is what it is. But we're going to do at least two more episodes. We'll get to 50s, fives, and zeros on Flea Market Madness. And after that point, I don't know. Because it's, 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 it's uh, you know, you do the same thing for 15 years. And at some point, it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I got to rest. Uh, you know who's not resting? Atari. No. Atari. Remember that the last podcast we we talked about the, the Super Show. You could invest in Atari. Remember that, Ian? Yeah. You could invest in their new games about their old IPs. Well, maybe Atari decided uh, we can't squeeze any more blood out of the stone anymore on these old IPs. We got to buy a bunch of ones that already exist to so, try to. Yeah, something. we're going to squeeze the shit out of stuff that never had much blood to begin with. Sure. Um. So yeah, Atari bought a bunch of IPs uh, with the heavy hitters, like. The heavy hitters. So, well, first of all, they, they announced they didn't announce all of them in their press release, but they, they said more than a hundred PC and console titles for the eighties and nineties, and these are the heavy hitters that they announced. Bubsy, and my personal favorite. Why? When this is making the headline, Hardball, that baseball game that you got when someone bought you the wrong baseball game it for the was Genesis, a semi-popular series on PC. PC yes, and Genesis in like the early nineties. There was like five or six or seven of them. But it died after that. Like it, it had its like five year run, and that was it. Right. Like, how many hardball games? Was there five of them? I remember playing it. Ballistic presents hardball. Like I remember playing hardball. Yeah, it was a popular Genesis game. Yep, I played it on Genesis uh, too. So the point is this: like Ian said, if that's all you get out of this press release is Bubsy, which is now a joke meme on the internet, the Bubsy series, yeah, and hardball. There were six hardballs. I was right. Hardball eighty five. I was <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was in the ballpark. Ian. Yeah, everyone, everyone played hardball in the Genesis. It must have been two or three, because yeah, three was in ninety two. That's probably the one everyone had was ninety two. I remember seeing it yeah. on the shelf. My first time seeing it, I remember seeing it on the shelf of a uh, P 
PC game store that I went to sure. with my dad. And then, yeah, I played it on the Genesis. So these are accolade games, by the way. Yes, exactly. Bubsy uh, and Harbaugh accolade published games. How, however, oh, no, go ahead. Just uh, remind me that I have something to say. Here Ian has something to say. Something now you, weird. Now a little you, nugget. Now you threw me off. The issue is that, like, if I look up accolade games, so they, oh, they probably bought the accolade library of games. Like, let's, let's, but let's, ac- wasn't accolade in and of themselves only a publisher, not a developer? I think so. No, they developed, it looks like they developed Hardball. So Accolade had a hundred. Oh, okay, yeah. Accolade had one hundred and forty-six games. Looks like they did develop about half of them. Just scrolling through this. Okay. Stuff like Star Control Two. Star Control would be a series to come back. Uh, Bread Hole Hockey. They published that. Uh, balls. Um. God, balls is awful. Uh, some old, some later Jack Nicholas PC games. The test drive games. That's another one. Oh, okay. Yeah, did. but I believe test drive uh, already got. I think Atari. Test Drive did have Atari, Atari had Test Drive in the early 2000s when they came back to publishing for a little while. Okay. They did publish Test Drive um, on the PS2 and the uh, PlayStation, or the Xbox. Uh, Turrican, at least the first one. I'm not sure if they sold the rights to these, but so that's the point. These, that, those are the highlights I right. just gave you. Star Control is not a known game that anymore, but it's a great it, game, but that's about. But, but yeah, yeah, the 90s, no one knows about it anymore. Right. You know, um, um, they didn't just buy Accolade though. They bought, uh, I think they got other stuff too. Oh God, I lost it. They purchased M Network games. They purchased the Atari, the library to the M Network games, which this is interesting and it's interesting for later. M Network games were, if I'm not mistaken, in television games that were. Uh, Ported over. Ported over. Astro Blast was on the list that I, on the link that I just clicked. Where did you? Was that in the press release? But so hold on, let me follow. Let me follow what I did here. Go to the Eurogamer article. Okay. And then uh, scroll down. Scroll, 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 scroll. I'm, I think it was here. Uh, where because it, it does it does mention some microprose games. Um, and it mentions infogrames. Just, just infogrames. Uh, just, uh, I would just say Control F, Atari M Network. Maybe it wasn't in that one. I, I followed some links. Okay. Well, uh, right, here it is. Atari announces acquisition of M Network, uh, Atari twenty six hundred titles, and related trademarks. That includes. Where the fuck is it? Okay, uh, this one. Ah, here we it's go. on the Wikipedia. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, it, the collection includes fan favorites, Armor Ambush. Astro Blast, it's, Frogs and Flies, Space Attack, and Star Strike. That Astro Blast bit is very interesting to me. What's well, not Astro Smash, but oh, Astro. Astro that's right. Astro Blast is Astro Smash, but a different name. You're right. Okay. So, the, so they're basically getting the ports of these games. I believe so, Armor Ambush. Uh, it's on the Wikipedia. Star Strike is one of the better known. I mean, there's not been a lot of better known television games, but Star Strike is sure. one of them. So. We're starting to see, which we'll get to later, the cannibalization of the Intellivision of these uh, libraries. IP. Yeah. Basically. But so there's infogrames on here, and there's some microprose games. F117A, which I had on my four pack, which has civilization. They were also on the Genesis. I F fourteen air combat. So this is the point I'm gonna get to. This this is this is not good for Atari. I mean, it's it's good that they expand their libraries, but they got nothing left. Nothing left. They're just going to buy out Bubsy. What are they going to do with Bubsy? They're going to do out a, a Bubsy uh, re-release pack with all the Bubsy games? A popular American import reseller tactic is you buy lots. 
and you realize when you buy lots that you're going to get a lot of crap in there, but you're going to get some gems, too. They just bought a lot that uh, of shit that they're... I mean, I, you well, what's the gem, Bubsy? Yeah, there's none. Hardball? That's what I'm getting at. They have nothing... They, they have nothing in here. There's no... There's, there? no there's no 2D <laughs> side-scrolling shooter for the PC Engine in here that's magically going to sell for them and make all the other stuff worthwhile. Is there a hard... They just bought crap. Is there a hardcore hardball community that updates the ROM every year for new rosters like they do with the NHL games and they do with, you know, Tech Mobile? Like, uh, no, that's, that's, that's RBI. I think RBI I'm being is facetious. the big one. Oh, yes. okay. No one's doing with hardball that's my point like these games don't have real followings right like they they really don't so that's that's atari like what are you gonna do at least it's better than again cryptocurrency and hotel casinos at at least sure but atari atari peaked peaked with the with the 50th anniversary collection (laughs) like they peaked what else going on? Uh, we updated the rosters of Hardball 3 with Al Michaels. This was 2016, though. So okay. That reason. <laughs> I got an update seven years ago. There you go. Ian's happening somewhere. Ian was a producer and, and checked on me for that. Um, what else is happening here? Um, Pac-Man 99. I was not a fan of Pac-Man 99. I didn't we, like we it We talked either. about it. Was that a couple years ago at this point? Um, people, yeah. people got on me. Some like some douchebag pro Pac-Man gamer did like, a video about us. I remember the time it was like, oh, these guys don't understand. I didn't like the game. I don't think it's a fun game. I don't think it's intuitive. I love Pac-Man. Uh, it definitely uh, could have been a good game. It was not a good game. We love the you know playing the championship one in the arcade. He loved the Xbox one. And there was uh, one on uh there was one on fucking uh Stadia. The only game I really wanted to play on Stadia mm-hmm. uh besides Gunsport which ended up getting released later was what they called I believe it was called Pac-Man Tunnel Battle or something like that. Okay. And it was basically my understanding of it was multiple instances of battle running at once and then you combine the, the winners it just mini, yes it was just mini tournaments that's what 99 should have been that's what 90 that's what i thought 99 was that's going what to we be. all thought and then there was like uh, all these uh mechanics to unlock fucking costumes and getting pac-man jr's little top i little fucking hat. hated it i hated it so much well, I, I went point. back to it and then no it's not good no it was bad here's the point even though the game was trash it's already being delisted in october which is a travesty. Trash games shouldn't... Just because it's a trash game doesn't uh, mean I want to see it delisted. This just keeps fucking happening. It's been only a couple of years, right? And um, this, you know, uh, it, these two topics go great together. It's what's happening in TV. Streaming. As well, we're, we're at a really weird tipping point with streaming that's been happening right now, post-pandemic. I think we're, we're past it at this point. But I mean, like, we're, we're seeing this huge correction that's happening. Yes. Business, on the business side. Um. So Pac-Man 99 was remember it's free. Then, then there's so much shit that you have to pay for to get like themes and different alternative characters. The only thing like, that was neat about uh, it was the themes were really kind of it, the, some of the themes were cute looking. Like I looked at them online for different games, right? Yeah, like Galaga they, and if you're a Namco, Rally, you know, X guy like me, it's fun. Fanboy Stan, fanboy Stan. It's fun to like look at how they rethemed Pac-Man mazes sure. with all these different, but all these different titles. But um, no, the game just at its base was a little random for me. IGN gave it 7 out of 10, so what the hell do I know? They said a smart multiplayer twist on a classic. I didn't think it was smart. No, it wasn't smart at all. Uh, because the, the championship was like, that was the pinnacle to me. Simple, easy, and, and quick. Um, and it's never come to home consoles. Yeah, we're, it's, it's, it's came out April two years ago. So it's going to be delisted in two and a half years. And Bandai Namco is not a small company, by the way. No. Like, this is, I feel bad if you, if you spend... I, I'm not saying... Yeah, if you spent three hundred dollars on this, you're not smart. I'm just going to say, like overall, but I feel bad if you spent money on this and now it's going to be unplayable. Like that is bad. 
I think you can play like some local thing, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the players who downloaded either of the major DLCs will be able to continue playing the CPU battle, blind time attack, and score attack modes in offline mode. So at least you'll have that. But multiplayer, how much money can it take to keep? They're not making money anymore. That's the bottom line. You know, no one's buying it. They're, they're taking it down. They're losing money. It's keeping the servers up. That's it. Yep. And it's, Bandai Namco is not a small company. You know, this isn't like a, a smaller product. You know, so it's like they, they should be able to af- afford it. Whatever. It, it sucks. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, Disney Plus is getting rid of Willow. Which is not even a year old. Six months. And it's not going to be available on their service anymore on Disney Plus. With a bunch of other shows, dozens of other shows. Who knows where they're going to fucking end up. That That's the point. So, th- so this, I mean, this started with Quibi being a fucking huge disaster. It, it, people rushed into the streaming wars. Let's pandemic. Let's build up, you know, Disney Plus launched during the pandemic like a year in it's only like two years old really disney plus two years old that was during the pandemic yeah it launched like i think it was december 2020 i think i believe it launched when the disney okay. plus it hasn't it wasn't before the pandemic disney plus launched. no i believe you that's just uh, that shows how crazy my sense of t- you know how much the pandemic screws up uh it launched november 12 oh, 2019 right before the pandemic okay. yeah okay i was gonna say i, okay. I, I pretty okay. i was i thought it's it wrong it's been three and a half years i just okay. thought it was a uh, fall uh, it was it was around during the pandemic okay but it got bigger during the pandemic, mm-hmm. Mandalorian, sure. whatever. Um, the streaming services, Netflix has really realized this with all their – well, now you can't share as much as you get. We're going to crack down on password sharing. They realized that we had no fucking clue what we were doing and how to price out content versus uh, subscriptions and re- retention. There was a we period of time no, where, where subscriptions were climbing so much that it didn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, we just throw money at it. That, and now they, that everyone has a Netflix subscription. They had no idea – what they were doing. They didn't. And I think the other networks then realized, oh shit, now we realize they didn't know what they're doing. And so our strategy was following like Netflix. Now we're realizing that we put right. in a lot of front costs that are bad. So so basically what this means is that like, hey, Willow is gone because they realize we have to make a return on the investment in that show and we ain't getting it through Disney Plus. We have to sell it somewhere else or put it somewhere else where people will buy it. That's what this is. Yeah. For all for all this stuff. We undervalued our content to get a bunch of new subscriptions and now new subscriptions have, have stopped. And now what do we do with yep. this content that's sitting there? This is a problem uh, going forward because now we have what five or six popular streaming services, Netflix, Disney plus Hulu, uh, HBO max. We're launching as max power Mount, uh, peacock, whatever. Am I missing another big one? Those are the big ones. We'll say six. I think so. These all aren't going to survive long-term, I don't think. I don't think they can. No, they can't possibly fucking survive long-term. And they're all going to have to eventually... They're, what they're, what we're going to see is more mergers. Or it goes back to... And we're not even counting Prime, but Prime is a loss leader because they make so much fucking money, it doesn't matter. Like so that because, Streaming because is the of, delivery uh, service, but yeah, I think uh, it's just going to go back to a basic all-in-one cable package. I don't know. I, I just think they... I just think streaming service might... They're going to disappear, and it's going to go back to, well, you want to see Willow Season 2? You're going to sp- spend 15, 20 bucks to see it. It's not free anymore. I, I think it's going to regress back a little bit to what it used to be, like 10 years ago. I honestly don't know that I care. But I'm just saying that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but I think that's fine. Like, just yeah. let me pay. Like, go back to the fucking DVD model. I loved going... There was a time where I actually watched like TV shows, and I, I just I loved going to the fucking store and buying a season of something and then committing to it. Like sure. that's I, I I would rather do that because when I have streaming services, they go unused. 
until something hits that I want, and then I fucking use the shit out of it, and then it's gone. I forget I have Netflix. See, Amazon Prime doesn't count be, uh, because people get Prime for the free shipping, the shipping, and then they get a really good streaming service on top of it. Yeah. Uh, Jack Ryan season four. Final season coming in June, by the way. Happy about that. Um, so that doesn't count, like I said. They can throw money at anything. It doesn't matter. They have so much fun. No, that money. doesn't count at all. Um, so that'll be around forever. But, like, Disney must have made Willow and realized, oh, we bring back Willow because we don't have a lot of old properties outside of Indiana Jones and Star Wars that we can make stuff for. Then they realize no one cares about Willow enough to buy the service just for Willow, probably. So it's like, what the fuck did we just do? Right. You're spending money what on... What did we just do? And I'm not saying... I, I, I've heard it's good. I want to actually watch Willow. But, besides the point. But you're spending yeah. money to make something that is not netting you any more money in return. And not retaining potential of people. Right. Because people are signing up for Disney Plus for... Uh, uh, superheroes and Star Wars. That's it. N- not this National Geographic stuff because that shit's going gone. Like, if you look at the list of stuff. It's all the Nat Geo stuff. I like that stuff. <laughs> but, but okay, Ian, well. I know, but it's gone. It's going to be gone. Yeah. They, they realize that we have to, uh, maybe with Hulu, that stuff will go to Hulu. Maybe they realize we have to do that. I'm not even counting like ESPN Plus because people are into that and things like that. That's a streaming service, but that's but that's sports. Speaking of Disney, though, I did blow through Mandalorian season two, Book of Boba Fett, and Mandalorian season three over the past month. It was all right. So you got through? Was it four seasons in total? Uh, so I had watched season one. Okay. Vonnie watched season two without me when I was out of town once, and I wanted to watch season three, so we rewatched it. So I watched, yeah, three seasons in a month, basically. Because Book of Boba Fett is. It's largely just Mandalorian season three and Mandalorian season three. Because because he shows up, Mandalorian shows up in Boba Fett a little mm, bit towards the end. If, so it's like a half season. But, but they're doing another Boba Fett season, aren't they? They might be. They have to. What else do they have going on with the, uh, with the Star Wars series right now? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, Anyways, uh, but that, Ashoka, that, Ashoka's coming. Right? Yeah, uh, but I think uh, Mandalorian got stopped or something got stopped because of the writers' strike, and only Andor was the one that didn't stop, which pissed some people off. It was pissed off that it was still going. Yeah. Well, they probably the script's written. If you, have the you can, if you have the script written, you can produce them. Um, That's how it works. But, I mean, obviously the writer's strike is um, kind of in response to this stuff, too. They don't want to keep anything on there because they don't get residuals. Mighty, Mighty Ducks has gone from the service, so older movies. Uh, Super Supernatural series is gone. Willow's going. The World According to Jeff Go- Goldblum is going. I forgot, I forgot. That was a launch title. That was. A launch series. Um Just Beyond, there's some there's some Nat, Nat Geo stuff, but actually not as much as I thought. So... Some stuff, the big fib, Black Beauty, what the old movie, Black Beauty, the live action one we all saw as a kid. Artemis Fowl, the live action movie, I guess, from a couple of years ago, or that was, or no, that was, a, that was, a, that was, was that animated or live action? I think it was live action. I have no fucking clue. Anyway. You know what's not going anywhere? What's not being delisted, Ian? UltimateNintendo.com. <laughs> what can you find there, Ian? You can find books, Twitch, Pat. What? Join the button next to subscribe. <laughs> Google Play and e- Microsoft Ian's Store. brain just shut down. <laughs> you can get certain NES Super Young Guy books. You can get uh, RBI baseball stickers, CU podcast enamel pin. Oh, that's right. Pin. The RBI baseball t-shirts. stickers. How could I forget? I just sold a small t-shirt last week. Buy the small and medium shirts we got there. Or a small, or if you have a small dog or medium-sized cut off small dog. medium-sized dog, you can fit in that. Um, and I'll be on Twitch every Wednesday, twitch.tv slash country code as well. Over three years strong doing that. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, 
you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Um, nice. I, I haven't heard that. Congratulations. Pathian. I have Pathania's Punk 15th anniversary with a question mark. No, it's happening, the anniversary. I don't want the question mark. <laughs> but I don't know how much I want to talk about it right now. But I will be doing an episode. It may not come out. The, the 15th anniversary slash of the YouTube channel is June 24th, 2008. I'll be at Too Many Games that weekend. In Oaks, PA. I think you were there. I think you were there for your tenth anniversary too, because it's always the same weekend. About Uh, so, I'm not sure I'm on the episode out for for that, but it'll be out by early July. We'll just say Um, it will be a more reflective episode. It's not going to be the 50th anniversary of Ian holding a gun to Frank's head sort of thing. It'll be more more reflective. There'll be a joke here there, but um, more reflective. 15 years. 15 years is a long time, and I think that's now we're getting to like. The You've reached Luna Video Games territory. <clears throat> what, what do you mean? I did Luna Video Games for 15 years. Oh, wow. That's a long time to do w- anything yeah, in life. Sure as fuck is. Um, but for a YouTube show, obviously, it's a, and yes, there's less episodes per year. It's like three episodes a year now. Uh, well, whatever. There's Things change. You can't, you can't have, you know, expect someone to do a TV show for 15 years because almost no TV show lasts 15 years. It's like 0.1% last that long, if, if that. Oh, Gunsmoke and, uh, and what else? Law and Order. Like that's, you know, if you don't count wrestling, you know. <clears throat> but I'll also probably do a little sit in a chair and talk about it video before then. Maybe that'll come out on the 24th. Either way. The 15th anniversary fireside chat with Pat Contra. Yeah, I, I did my I quit my job 10 years ago video last year that blew up. It's always that's what gets me discouraged about YouTube. It's like the obviously the effort you put into it is not does not correlate with views yeah, at all. Yeah, one of the biggest video one of the one of, a really popular video that we did was also my fifth. People love it when people reflect on a long period of time. Cuz when I left Luna, that was a pretty big episode that we did. Got a lot of that views. That segment got a lot of views? Yeah. Um, at least according to you, you were the one who told me that it blew up. And then I know your 10-year video, or your uh, quitting my the job. video you did. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I got over 100,000 views. Big. And for me, it's just I sat down and just bullshitted for like 40 minutes with like yeah. with like bullet points. That's what, people, that's what people want. But it's just like, ah, okay. What am I doing? I'm working too hard. Um, sort of a corollary to that. Corollary to that. <laughs> is Mr. Gimmick. Is now available for pre-order. The uh, the updated, re- re- not remake. I mean, it's a modern version of the old game. Unlimited run games. That's right. It's available with a plush. I got there first with my custom plush. That's right. Um, it's going to be on Switch, PS4, I guess, other platforms, uh, Xbox, I think. Uh, and, and the soundtrack will be on vinyl. There you go, Ian. You can get the vinyl if you want. I do want the soundtrack. I'm getting that through, I believe, Ship to Shore. So the so the game itself is 35, and you can get you can get the special edition with the plush plush for 75. Uh, so right now it's just PS4 or Switch, no Xbox. I'm surprised about that. So gimmick gimmick makes good. No, it's on Switch. I said Switch or PS4, no Xbox. Oh, PS4, no Xbox. Okay. Um, so it's it's cute. It comes with um. Uh, a, a CD disc. What's on the CD? And I guess, is that the soundtrack as well? I guess on the CD. I would guess that that's for seventy five. Yes. Um, where's the details? See details. Okay. Yeah. You get. You get a. Let's see. The pre orders close on June eighteenth. You get an enamel pin, keychain. They get the soundtrack. Um, you get the plush of y- Yumataro. I just call him Gimmick. He's my. He's my pal. 
and a reversible reversible cover like my raincoat um stupid what reference is that Ian? what movie Spaceballs. yeah that's it sorry can you shut it off i can't it's irreversible <laughs> like my raincoat <laughs> and, and it's not a numbered release uh oh it's not part of limited runs games collection oh interesting they, that's right they have a number for the regular releases mm-hmm. they are distributing the title on behalf of sunsoft okay Missing out on this release will not compromise a complete limited run set. That's just funny because I guess people are collecting every single number release. It is, yeah. but I think it's kind of funny too because I can't imagine there's any collector out there that literally goes, oh, okay, that one doesn't matter. Sure. I mean, it's put out by limited run. I can't imagine there's anyone who's just like, yeah, okay, fine. It's just interesting. It goes back to, I'll, I'm going to reference this probably in the Path to the 50th anniversary that you know, I, I did a video on it that probably not everyone's but a lot of people's first introduction to the game in 2011 i did the video i think i told you i edited it in 24 hours before i went to portland mm-hmm. and it's just interesting seeing this stuff this this re- makes me realize how fucking old i am that's the point <laughs> like it's, it's, i mean that's what it is sure. i'm too fucking old <laughs> because now it's getting a, a, a good re-release there you go Ian. and and it's and you're gonna da- you're gonna need it because it's hard, to, it's hard to get those treasures. You're, you're gonna need that rewind option. Oh yeah, for that. absolutely. You don't get the good ending unless you go. I never to this day I have not gotten the third or fourth treasure. Like one of the treasures is so fucking hard to get. Oh, I thought you beat it officially. Uh, not not with the good ending, the oh. shitty ending. I never got all the treasures. Oh, because one of the treasures you can always die and go back. Yeah, but like one of the treasures, it, you get like one chance or something, right? But but like or it's timed, and you only get one opportunity. But you can die. But like uh, lives are scarce in this game. Like sure. it's a tough, it's a tough game. That's the point. Um, so I think it's the third or fourth treasure that I never got playing it regularly. I'm just like, okay, well, use that rewind feature and keep trying. You know to do it. There you go. I think it's fun. But or you can get the three Stooges. Or you can get the three, st- three. It's just funny because when yes, I saw that, I, on, saw, I, I saw that. I'm like, well, Mr. Gimmick never came out here. If you want to get the scanning version, it's now worth like $500 for just a car. I think it's blown up. It's blown up. Uh, it's a lovely game. Three Stooges is not a bad game, but no one cares about it. That's why, except for me. It was literally the second video I did. And it was one of those things where like, well, we're talking literal blew up because of boomers in the 50s they were you know short films in the 30s and 40s got popular they were on vaudeville before that with shemp and then it went to uh curly uh the younger youngest brother when shemp retired from that and did real movies i'm not gonna go into the whole lore of three studios but i know a lot so he's like please god so the point is that like in the 80s they did a pc game for like the adults the boomers that were in their 30s that grew up watching on tv and then they did an nes game but I was excited about because Three Studios were big still in the 80s into the early 90s because they were on TV a lot for kids. Oh, yeah, they were on syndication after Saturday morning cartoons in the 80s. Or sometimes in the afternoons. And they also still would do like New Year's Eve marathons. Now, now they do for Twilight Zone. It was Three Studios back then. Sure. They did. So the point is, is that it was just weird to see that offered. I'm not saying it's wrong to offer it, but like it's Three Stooges. Like no one besides like a hardcore set of folks like me would care about Three Stooges to get on the NES or, you know, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I, that's one that I don't understand. <laughs> don't understand the need to re-release Three Stooges. And a scary lighter story, uh, which we talked about this happening, I think one of the earlier podcasts, which I think is funny, history is repeating itself, uh, a zapper was used in a, in a robbery. And I think this happened on an early early podcast. Uh, early episode, I think I may have brought uh, maybe I think I've up. also brought up there was a famous case in I think it was Brazil where someone like a Sega there was phaser. A, yes. There was a standoff with police and the guy was holding a Sega yes. phaser. That might have been part of it. 
But this was a zapper used in a robbery. Ob- obviously, no one was hurt no. because it was a, a zapper. Um, so this is from a USA Today article from Natalie Nisa Alund. Man is facing fe- felony criminal charges after police say he used a pistol-shaped controller from the 1980s Nintendo game Duck Hunt to rob a South Carolina business. David Joseph D'Alessandro, 25, is charged with armed robbery with a deadly weapon. I just think it's funny. They have to charge you with a deadly weapon or else people get away with trying this without a, without right. a deadly weapon. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it, there's no loopholes here. It's like, well, it wasn't really a deadly weapon. I just, it was a prank, bro. No. You're going to get charged. No, for, for all intents and purposes, Still it's weapon. a real weapon, yeah. and people will react. Yes. He could have gotten, yes. gotten killed, and it, yeah. But so. people thought they were, they were going to be killed. killed. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the point. Um, um, yeah, he painted it, I guess, if you stuck it in a waistband and someone didn't know I, if it's painted, maybe. He uh, painted it black. It's, yeah, it's painted. painted black, and it's got the gray handle. So, yeah, I mean, in a waistband, that's, <laughs> that's going to be enough to scare people. Um, <laughs> fucking... <sighs> I'm glad she's okay. That's an idiot move. Oh, yeah. You're going to prison for like 10 years at least. Yep. Arm robbery is not treated lightly. That's not a th- third striking you're out thing. Yeah, robbery. exactly. Like uh, using the fake gun instead of a real gun. Excuse, Jesus. Ew. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's the sparkling You're water. gurgling up from the... What is that? Waterloo? Waterloo. It's called Waterloo? Is the brand. Yeah. Is it good? It's really good. Cherry limeade, as I say? Yeah. I gotta check they do out. a grape that is out of this fucking world. And I always get the grape. I don't think I've had a grape seltzer water. That's why. I love it so oh. much because no one else does it. And grape is like my favorite you know, flavor. Ian, this is why I do the podcast more often. I'm not fine about seltzer water flavors. You could listen to extra napkins. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, you know we're all about the PlayStation State of Play here in the CEO podcast. <laughs> every year we do our special. Every year. Every year. It's the big special. We, we, we do, do our live year. Twitch stream or our live reaction. Uh, in in behind-the-scenes conversations, Pat and I always refer to it as the big one. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's only one big we, one a year. We take off the next day like a Super Bowl party. <laughs> yes, I, I cater. I have, Sam, I, have a, I have a cold cut spread. We do, we do for it. I'll probably buy a PS5 at some point, but I've just been so uninterested in the not not modern gaming. No, no, no. Keep, go, keep going. Okay. You're onto my thought. Not modern gaming, but uh, in modern console gaming. I enjoy playing uh Modern games, PC games. I enjoy playing, uh, you know, fucking independent games, small games. I don't enjoy playing these big AAA games anymore, and that's the main impetus to buy these systems. And guess what? No one else is either, which is why they are desperate enough to try this horrible fucking idea that we're about to discuss. So the Project Q <laughs> uh, initially made waves a few... Um, I would say maybe two months ago. I think it was around the time we did our last podcast uh, that Sony might have been working on a new handheld system. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, pictures of the Project Q leaked and people were like, that looks dumb. That's got to be fake, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And then rumors started to slip out around it that Uh. it might actually just be a portable screen that you can use within your house. And that's what it ended up being. Um, with like they literally cut a controller in half and glued it to each side of the street is what it looks like yeah i don't think it's particularly slick looking uh, oh, oh no it, it looks cumbersome yes i'll say that so it's called still project q and they and they unveiled this oh. later this year okay it's going to come out later this year screen is big it's like an eight inch screen it's a it's a that's a that's a big screen on that big screen it's it's a ps5 controller like cut in half you know, we didn't really think about form factor that much, but we'll do that. Um, there's little earbuds that they have next to it in this promo ad, and there you go. 
We have no idea what this is going to cost. They said that uh, they're guessing between one ninety nine and two ninety nine, occur- according to an early estimate of its currently known bill of materials. So there's not a lot you can hold on to there. I think one ninety nine sounds awfully cheap for it, but I think that's probably the only price point you'd ever move that at uh, to hardcore fans. But if that's the the bill of materials, then they got to charge right. a lot more than that, Sony. <laughs> so I don't know who this is for. <clears throat> People buy these systems to hook up to their big fancy OLED TVs. They're 4K TVs, yes. And to play the most, I mean, to play modern games. And I have, I mean, if you like that stuff, that's what I just, I haven't found one that's grabbed me recently. But okay. you want to be immersed. This is, these are the movies of games. These are the movies of games now. That's like saying regular theater goers want to just watch their films on a smaller screen. The PlayStation 5 is not a portable. It, I, I just, they're going for a market that I don't think really exists. We are, believe it or not, because we are in the middle age of the PS5. We are two and a half years into the life of the PS5. And could you tell we were? No. You can't. Because at this point, there's not many big releases that come out that get your attention besides like, what, two or three a year? Or it's just like, wow, that's coming on the on the PlayStation? What's Five? insane to me is just how uh, well it's sold. But, well, I just don't know. Yeah. Not compared to the PS4, it hasn't. Oh, okay, sure. I'll get into the numbers soon. Like, PS4 sold over 100 million, I believe. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, PS4 uh, sales lifetime. Which, and you can still buy a PS4 new, can't you? 117 million, the PS4, Jeez. right? right? That's damn good. Yeah, it does. For a console. Uh, PS5, uh, it's not going to be uh, even half that, I don't think. 38 million oh, okay. in two and a half yeah. years. That's not going to reach 100. I, you could say with, with, it's not sure. It's gonna, it's gonna. So we're talking about a console that will end up probably two thirds of the console before that. That's not good for Sony, obviously long term. Uh, Ian just said, I don't see a reason to buy the PS5 at this point. Yeah, I, I don't. Two and a half years in, and I mean, uh, I don't know that. I, you know, I'm in the position that everyone is, but I, I bought a new laptop for work last year or two years ago. And it can play those games just fine. Um, I, I mean, a lot of them. And, and not at the same quality, but, like, here's the point. I, I, there's nothing that makes me have to go rush out and get it. If my experience is good enough, I can still have that experience. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm not blocked from having that experience until I buy the system, like, you know, you would be with NES games or something like that. Everything's on everything now. Sure. So this is a way for Sony... To be like, well, we're not we're not hitting that hundred million mark anytime soon, probably. Let's try to sell new hardware to some of our install base, right? Because that's the, just that's, that's just spend six hundred dollars on our console yeah. or more. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I don't think this is going to work. I don't think this is they know their audience when it comes to this to do that. I mean, like, this is the Wii U. This is the Wii U, right? Yeah, it's buying a two hundred. If it's $200, you know, I'd be shocked. Yeah, two, me too. Two, I'm two, just saying. Two fifty three dollars $300 streaming device. Oh, you want to hear the best thing about the PlayStation uh, Q, though? Oh, there's more. There's more. Oh, there's a real good one. Uh, this this was, uh, I just remembered that I, I blew past this yesterday. Um, PlayStation Project Q battery life might shock you. Oh, I, I think I read this. Go on. Three to four hours. If you're in your house, that, that's not terrible. Because remember, you can't take this on the plane, right? Like the switch, it's not good. But I mean, like, it's not. Remember, you got to be in your house. Yeah, 
Yeah. This is the Wii U. So like, like who is this for? Can you know. take this well, out? It's only used for remote play. So it does look like if you have a Wi-Fi connection, you could use this elsewhere. You could stream from the cloud somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But still, we're talking about right. remote play, cloud play, three to four hour battery life. I, I just... So you got to stream it somewhere. Hopefully your connection is good enough to stream it from the cloud and play the games from yeah. your library. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If it's $200, maybe. If it's $250, I don't know if that's going to sell. Okay. I thought it was just in your house at first. All right. <laughs> it says remote play, which I believe like for the Vita meant if you had the internet connection, certain games you could stream it off of your PS4 and something. Else. Okay. You can't play it on a plane. You're not going to have good internet on a plane enough right. to play no, it. No. Absolutely not. At a hotel, you definitely will not have. Most hotel Wi-Fi blows, even the one you pay for. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just saying, I'm trying to think about where, where would the Wi-Fi be? Take it over to your friend's house and ignore them? <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, how robust – I never did the cloud stream gaming. Like, how robust of a connection do you need for it to be stable enough to get a decent play? Cloud gaming just doesn't sound appealing to me. Okay. I Well, I did try it a little bit on the PS4 with, like, streaming PlayStation 3 games, uh-huh. and I hated it. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, Moving if it, on. If this is 200 bucks, maybe – this 200 bucks, I could see it as an extra fancy controller that some hardcores might buy to leave around, but any more than 200, I, I can't see it. Because you got to remember, a controller is already 70 to begin with if you're buying a controller. Yeah. So I think there's a way, if they were to actually release it for 200, that you could convince a number of, you know, well, the, in the ecosystem Sony fans to buy it. It's a controller cut in half, an LCD, yeah. an LCD screen, and an internet Wi-Fi connection. Anything you above know. 200, and um, I think it's fucking dead it's on dead in water. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't also, it doesn't give me, it is eight inches, right? High definition screen. It, it doesn't g- give me confidence that they don't have a name for it yet but they want to come out this year that just seems like they're just they, they need money they're gonna rush this out I don't yeah know. it just seems like a really fast idea uh sure um all right well that's it for this uh intro this portion of the cu podcast is brought to you by rex md guys you know sometimes it can be a hassle to go to the doctor you got to make an appointment you got to drive across town then sometimes it can be embarrassing telling your physician some of the things you're going through well with rex md they make it simple because they're all about simple solutions rex md makes getting generic and branded viagra or cialis easy everything's online even the prescription and they deliver to your door there's no office visits no talking to a receptionist it's super simple Viagra can cost around $90 a pill, but RexMD has generic Viagra for as low as just $2 a pill. All you do is fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website, and a doctor will review your situation and prescribe you generic Viagra if appropriate. Your medication gets shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. It's fast, simple, and cheap, and you can access your U.S.-licensed RexMD physician anytime that you need to afterwards. RexMD has helped over 300,000 guys get generic Viagra quickly and conveniently. And RexMD just works, and it works the very first night. Act now. Take advantage of their deal by heading to RexMD.com slash podcast. Our exclusive deal will save up to 90% off, which is as low as $2 per dose on generic Viagra instead of $90 plus on Viagra. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our listeners to get started. That's RexMD.com slash podcast for up to 90% off plus a free gift. Your partner will thank you. So we first talked about the analog duo what feels like probably two years ago. Probably could be a little more than that. Yeah. When they first announced it's coming down the pike from from our fo- fine friends at Analog. 
Um, the analog duo was announced shortly after was announced after the pocket. Um, and I believe after the pocket delay, which surprised me. Sure. Um, it's a weird time to, uh, you know, announce a, a new item, especially since we were in the pandemic crunch at that point. In time. Sure. Um, this was obviously uh, they 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 uh, they released two or they announced two items in a row that I both really want because they they cover my two favorite systems, the Game Boy and the PC Engine Turbo Graphics. Um, so I've definitely been looking forward to it. They initially announced it, I, I believe, one ninety nine. Uh, the final actual retail price ended up being two forty nine. Um, they also said initially that it would play super graphics games. I do not see super graphics support on the uh, the on the uh, docket on the features list anymore. So those are some changes I noticed. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I, I personally have been very happy with my uh, the analog products I have, which is the Mega SG and the Pocket. Um, so I was very uh, super, excited. Super graphics is listed. Oh, okay, good. So that's still that's there. cool. I mean, if you want to play those six games, I, I, <laughs> I'm just I, saying, as a person like that does mean yeah. something to me. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's there. Um, so, uh, what is the analog duo? The analog duo replaces a PC Engine duo uh, or, a, or a Turbo duo. It plays FPGA based console Correct. using original uh, physical media. It. Uh, Runs Super C. It runs CD-ROM, Super CD-ROM, Arcade CD-ROM, Who Card, Turbo Chip, and Who the uh, Super Graphics games. So it is a completely region-free PC engine, uh, FPGA with uh, no emulation, proper upscaling, 1080, and uh, yeah, it's all in one, and it's new parts. Uh, for me, I own a PC Engine Duo R. It has, you know, an old RB RGB mod in it. Um, this thing's been around the block a hundred fucking times. And I have, and it still works. It's still kicking. It's, it's old, trusty, and reliable. Sure. But I have been eyeing, you know, auctions for uh, probably four or five years now. Um, you know, keeping my eye on you know, a good priced PC engine to have to replace my uh, my original. Looks like you can get a PC, before I was cut you off, you can get a PC engine duo tested on eBay around uh let's see two hundred dollars plus shipping. Is it a, yeah, R is what everyone wants though. Cause yeah, R, these, these are the regular ones, not yeah. the R's. The R's, R's and RX's. Uh the R's you can get for two sixty five with free shipping. It looks like on sale. We'll just say two fifty range for a duo R, a little bit cheaper for a PC engine duo without the R. Okay. What do you, what so do you get what do you get from the R Ian? The R is just it's it's a better caps. It has better. It has it's more robust. Yeah, it's more. It's just better built. It has better caps. Um, so it, it's just more reliable overall. Other than that, it was just a remodel. And then the RX has like blue accents and comes with a weird six button controller. We we need that six button controller for Street Fighter, Ian. Uh, well, there were better previous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there there are other six button controllers. Okay. So, so it's if if you have a PC <laughs> engine, if you're a PC engine collector, if the physical media means something to you, uh, this is important because now they're starting to recreate systems that have moving parts that fail frequently. Um, and that's what I have always been worried about with my P my PC engine, not the who card slot. It's, no, it's, that's it's the discs. Um, so having a $250 brand new option that comes to you essentially with all the mods that you would ever want on a PC engine yes. duo R, because keep in mind, 250 is for the PC engine duo R. It's not for your universal mod on your card slot. 
um, it's not for your RGB or your HDMI mods. Not for your, yeah, if you need your arcade card on your original PC engine. Oh, yeah, and the cards, so, so because like, arcade that, cards are expensive. The arcade's gone up. It used to be like 20, 30 bucks, and now it's probably, I don't know, what does the arcade card go for? I'm going to look it up. Oh, when I got mine, it was, yeah, I think I got mine for 40 But, I, yeah, I got mine for 25 like 12 years ago. Uh, there's $60 now. For a, a super, a, oh, that's actually a lot. They oh, were up. To so like that's a, a duo card. Yeah, I was gonna say. okay. That's just so, so arcades. One hundred and thirty-five for the for the one hundred and thirty-five. So okay. So the that one, the very expensive one, mm-hmm. that is for if you put your duo together. Yes. Uh, the cheaper one is for if you have the duo because it already has 0. the built-in. Yes. So that that one is cheaper. Yes. A duo is a three Otherwise, it's a, it's literally a one And my understanding is that one's cheaper because yes. by the end of it, most people just had duos so and the, they could use the so, okay. The cheaper but overall, one. though, on top of the mods, you're spending sixty, a hundred bucks just for the extra card to play all the games. And if you have ever been interested in playing the super graphics games, hey. That saves you the price of a super graphics, which is like about another hundred and fifty. And you can put not more. And you can put point. the super graphic ROMs, I believe you can put that on the Crick's uh, EverDrive too, yep. if you want. So, so there you go. I mean it's 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 a one stop solution for a system near and, and dear to my heart. And it has the uh Bluetooth controller capabilities as well. Yeah. Uh let me talk about things I don't like. Well, can I talk about things I like? Sure. <laughs> you go first. I, I thought we talk. were. I thought we're, we, we, we were. We were joint talking about things. Uh, less moving parts on this. There's no tray that pops anymore. Right, you put it in the front. It's a front loading CD. I, I kind of don't like that. It's less. You moving. like that? It's one less thing to worry about. Not that. No, I think the auto feeder is one more thing to uh, worry about as okay. opposed to just a mechanical lid. But the lid can be springy. Po- okay, that's fine. But but it looks the same though. I mean, they kept the same. Yes, exactly. they kept that that bump. White or or the grayish black. You wanted the white. I, grayish black and by the way you can still pre-order so they didn't sell out immediately because we are in we're not in a post-covid world but manufacturing wise we are way closer to where we were before the pandemic in terms of uh, in terms of turnaround times on production and getting these things to make these things that's good news we also have to be Uh, honest not as popular of a system as everything else they've done before Yes, that's also Huge. that's also we yeah. don't know we don't know how many they're planning on it, but the fact that this was quote, this is more like an open pre order that's good. NES everyone knows Super Nintendo and Genesis. Genesis everyone knows Game Boy. I think a lot of people liked all the additional options, but also I think one of the things that really sold the po- the pocket is it's it's fucking gorgeous. It, it it's a gorgeous, yes. interesting piece of technology with a beautiful screen, and I think that appealed to people who were just gadget heads in general. Sure. Um, and now you have this, which is the one I'm probably most excited about, uh, but, you know, it doesn't appeal to even a, a tenth of that audience. No, um, you have you can get the they have an, uh, an 8-bit dough controller that they are offering, uh, you know, through Bluetooth with the turbo buttons for one and two, no six button one. Well, that, that's fine if you're into that. It has a wired PC engine port on the side on the side. Next to, which I like, the CD audio. They, they included the one-eighth out with the little independent little wheel for the volume. Yeah, that they, is kind they of They did cute. not have to do that. I like that they did that. Yes. Two USB ports on the back so you can use a USB wired controller. I would think 90% of people would use a USB wired controller that they have laying around. You know, it's, it's not <laughs> – I mean, you can get a PC engine controller or a, or a Japanese uh, controller. But honestly, the D-pads are not as good as a regular D-pad to me. It's fine. I don't like the circular D-pad attached because Nintendo had a you know they had a patent on the 
the, we'll say the naked D-pad. They think they still have that pad or finally ran out. No, like, they don't. They ran out like 10, 15 years ago. But anyway, the point is that when it came out, the Genesis D-pad had to be different. The, you know, the Terrograms had to be different because Nintendo owned that D-pad, the, the OG D-pad going back to the Game & Watch. Anyway, so two USBs in the back. You are not thrilled about that. I'm not thrilled. I, I I hate this, and it's just a very weird design decision to me. The USB is on the back, fine. You can get all sorts of long USB cords. Um, a lot of things come with long USB cords. I really don't like hooking up controllers to the back of a system, though, and then sure. dragging wires over. I've never understood well, that decision. Um, and other people have done it, but I really hate the controller port on the well, side, and it's at the back. PC Engine controllers are notoriously fucking short. Well. They can't put it in the front. There's no more room in the uh, room in the front because of the. Front they could loading. have moved a power button to the side. That, would that be weirder to put the power on the side? No, absolutely not. They just I mean, wanted what, some sort I'm of extremely saying, minimal front. They, they didn't have real estate. It looks like looking at the front. Yeah, I just of, of all the places you could put it, even put it tor- closer towards the front. But that back right corner, I, that drives me nuts. I really really left want, corner. I really want to know the business musings about why they decided on the on the front loading versus the pop up top. Like, what was the complication with that? Maybe I, there's I something. I think it's just fanciness. You think I so? think you this think is a design. I think, I think this is Apple style design where design trumps everything else. Okay, I, I do. They wanted to keep it. Maybe you know what? They probably say it's not separate mold. They save money on molds. I'm just saying they do. It's one piece versus a separate piece. Okay. It is. There's that. It, it's, it's easier to make it. But then, one how piece. much do these? But how much do the front loaders cost? I have no idea. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it's probably cheaper to have one. Stuff going on? No, here? I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Very intently. <laughs> it is probably cheaper to, to have one piece of plastic versus okay, yeah, probably uh, multiple, one less. Um, yeah, I think the price is is great for something like this. It's fair. Two different colors. That's fine. Ian likes the whiteness. I like the the darker on this. Um, we go with the respective regions we collect for. There's a SD card slot. I'm sure at some point this will be jailbroken. I'm, I'm fairly sure it would be by the community. Well, and that's um, where it gets pretty interesting, I think. And that's what leads to future future potential products we'll talk about, though. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. Um, I'm excited about this. I do have an EverDrive, a Crix EverDrive. I've never actually used it before because I never saw the need to. But I want to bring out Trograph 16. I have most of the games. and But it, it's cool. It's cool. That I'll, that's probably how I'll be using it. And most people would probably say, I'll just get a, you know, I'll get an EverDrive if I don't have the, the set. Um, let's talk about, though, they decided this also be the time around here where they're finally going to offer the adapter. No, they've they've offered them before. I ordered them a year ago. Okay, you haven't got them yet. But no. Yeah, they. I think they just reopened up the orders. Okay. So the adapter packs for the pocket. The timing to me is weird. I didn't know they were available before to finally get these other three. Um. So as always, at the start, you can get the $30, you can get the Game Gear one at the start. That was available from the, from the get-go. Yeah. The other ones weren't for, I guess, a long time. The other three, uh, Lynx, uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color, and Turbo Slash PC Engine. Now you can get them. So I understand it's a business. I understand you don't want to cut in probably too deeply to people that want to get the, the Duo. But I not having... My, me not having the ability to buy the adapters separate versus a three pack, I think that's a little bit too far uh, for this. Especially since these are three radically different uh, con- handheld consoles, and you can probably find someone that's a fan of all three. That's the odd exception when it's like these are three really disparate handheld systems, uh, where you can picture someone really being into the Atari stuff and the Links and grew up with it, and they would want that. 
maybe with a turbo, I'd want that, or I, I've discovered some Link stuff, but I know nothing about Neo Geo Pocket Color, uh, for example. It's going to be tough to, to, to land all three. I would have loved to have the option to buy them piecemeal. I think that that's not an unreasonable ask for that. Uh, so now I'd, I'd be forced to buy all three for 100, and then one will collect dust. That, that's all. Well, I mean, the only good thing, I, I, I can't defend that decision at all. I think it's it's dumb. Um, it's very dumb. The only thing I can say is I do think that there are more people who are going to want all three at once than you think, because this is the sort of item that attracts the sure. sort of person who wants all three at once because they're playing these games. There's two, there, there's, two, there's two groups of people here. There are the people who are buying this thing, jailbreaking it, loading it up with ROMs and using it as a mister. And then there are the people who are buying it and they... they they're buying it because they have these collections because they're I, I, I think I think it's all or nothing. I, I actually think the person other than the price, I think the person who's going to waffle on it because they don't like one of those is is, is fewer than uh, people uh, who I, are just going to go. I don't need any of them or I need all of them. I think there's there's not that many people <laughs> who are going to have robust collections of all three of those systems. I just think there's not gonna be that many people overall. Sure. I mean, I don't own Neo Geo Pocket Color games. I think I buy I buy by accident when I find them. Mm, I think I do. I'm, I'm just saying it's hard. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's I, hard yes, to find someone who has all three. But I think it's a lot hard of- to get ingratiated with all three of those consoles naturally. Sure, that's my point. Especially since one wasn't here. Sure, sure. Okay, you know? well, which one? Oh, the pot color was. I mean, it came yes, out it here, was. but not. But it wasn't like no one knew about it. Oh, but I mean, of, it did make it. An electronic boutique by accident. You see it next to the imports section or whatever. Like, um, there was no uh, campaigns to sell it here. I, I think a lot of it, though, is not so much nostalgia. I think it's people, like I said, who have this. And for me, like, I own one Lynx game. I want the Lynx adapter sure. because I will now be able to pick up interesting-looking Lynx okay. games and play them. And I own, like, 30 Lynx games, and right. I think it's a cute little console. But anyway. Anyway, or I guess you can always find – get there's flash cards that uh, – there is a flash card, I believe, for Lynx. You can tell me if there's one for New Geo Pocket There Car. is. There I have is. no idea. There is. And obviously there's one for TurboGrafx, so – so anyway, yeah, I think it's a great idea, the, the duo, going back to the duo. Um, in the future, that's where it gets interesting, because now, obviously, now they've dabbled with disc consoles. Now, now we open up the next generation PlayStation, original PlayStation, Sega Saturn uh, can possibly be in there. Now we're in an interesting area. Where it's yeah. like, wow, will they be able to do an FPGA for Saturn? Are they working on one? Are they working on an FPGA for PlayStation? I think that's And if exciting. they do, how much further do they really need to go with hardware unless collectors want hardware that looks vaguely reminiscent of what they remember? Um, because I don't think there's... Well, I mean, as something like... Uh, um, retro blocks or whatever the fuck it ended up being called. <laughs> uh, Polymega. Polymega. Um Seriously, I couldn't remember there. Uh, you know, they're using one disk drive for multiple games. Yes. You, you know, you, you can use the same disk drive over and over. It's can you just load this FPGA onto the system over and over? Well, that's the thing. Would they get in the business? I don't think they get in the business offering an FPGA add-on versus just getting a new no, piece of. I don't think they would either. New doesn't mean someone else won't though, or, or oh, sure. can't, or it won't be hacked. Well, like I said, but someone's got to develop those FPGAs. Right. As sure. far as I know, a Saturn one probably doesn't exist since they, you know, the emulation isn't perfect on that right so the fpga would be harder but basically i mean we are getting to the point where analog is basically going to i think and honestly i think it might be what they do next instead of doing this piecemeal is uh, they will release their version of a uh 
a, a Mr. CD-ROM system really? or something like I, that. Well, I don't know, because they, they always focus on playing the original hardware, but I think they, they also realize what these things are used for by a lot of people. If, if I had my druthers, I think we see Saturn next. I think they do an FPGA breakthrough made with Saturn or something, and then you'll see that. I don't know. I don't keep track. Uh, don't scream at me if there's an FPGA from Saturn already exists. I, I have no idea. I don't keep track of that. I don't think there is, but there are ODEs which have largely, re, you know, that that's kind of right. fixed that problem. My prediction, Sega Saturn, you'll see it in a year and a half. There you go. That's my prediction. Okay. So, <laughs> not knowing anything. I, I, I don't have the skinny on that. I don't either. Ian. Yeah. Another super show. Another Intellivision Amico update. Uh, update? Update. What did I say? Update. The Intellivision Amico was a uh, proposed console project. Do we really even need to do this? Uh, you know, there could be someone new to the show that finds us by accident on the outside. New after we've stopped regular updates who has never heard of the Amico may- drama. May- maybe they watched Flea Market Madness and said, I want to click on that Amico news. You know, for years and years, I've never clicked well, on anything else. It was uh, a family console. No multiplayer. Uh, mobile quality no, games. All multiplayer. No online multiplayer. No, on, excuse me. Sorry, thank you. No Jesus online Pat. multiplayer because it's not, we want to pretend it's 1982 again when the last time in television was relevant in the world. Um, it was going to have six packing games. And um, they raised upwards of $17 million. $17 million. Via uh, investors and crowdfunding on three different websites and pre-orders. Uh, for $100 that were supposedly refundable. They were not refundable because a lot of people haven't gotten their refunds, which means de facto they were not refundable. And it was run by a lying con man named Tommy Tallarico, uh, who's now disappeared off the face of the earth since being booted uh, as CEO uh, at this point over a year ago. So that's that's the long and the short of it. In the meantime, uh, two at least of the prototype hands cobbled together systems are in the hands now of a couple of the cultists, uh, people that are in love with Tommy Tallarico, the Intellivision Mico idea, uh, fanboys of it. So now we at least have an example of a couple of the games uh, that are out there. Uh, we also, uh, Slopes Game Room also, uh, he was not a cultist uh, of this, but he put out a video playing uh, Shark Shark as well. So at least we have more in-depth gameplay of Shark Shark and Cornhole, uh, which, which is uh, where we'll start with this. So, Ian, were you impressed by Shark, 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 and or Cornhole? I, I No, I was not. Um, cornhole in particular. Shark, Shark looked like, like what it, it did, what it, it, it said on the tin, the which shark. is not much. Like, you know, I mean. Eat fish, get bigger, avoid the shark. Yep. Um, didn't really get me excited, but like I said, it looked like it was doing what it set out to do fine. Cornhole, on the other hand, well, no, like, I, I'm not done with Shark Shark. Oh, go ahead. You, you, well, you said, uh, were you excited by Shark Shark? Okay, or, or let me, well, okay let's talk about You shark hit shark. me with the Shark Shark. This game, looking more at the, at, you want to call it the graphic styling, the graphic styling is a mess. There's no uniformity to the art style at all. No. Between the fish, between your player fish, background fish, backgrounds, all different art styles. Yeah. Entirely. The clown fish looks like Little Nemo. The other fish, oh, not little Nemo, uh, Nemo from Finding Nemo. The the, the, the background fish look, look look more like real fish, and the background is like a stylized art style. That's you know what I mean. It's all over the place. Um, and then I'm not sure if if the exact number of stages was set in this. I haven't. I don't remember this. I believe these games are all like ten or twelve stages for your single player, which is crazy because I I can't imagine a game like Shark Shark having an end. 
Like it should just keep going and, and getting like, getting more difficult. Yeah, just get more. Yeah, like an but, arcade game, you just but, get higher and higher scores. But between this and skiing, from what we see or know, like these are very very short single player experience. It was interesting to me that we never saw skiing again because skiing was the only game that I looked at. And while it didn't look like it was anything special, it at least looked, uh, well, not counting Astros. Man, it's a short one too. Sorry. Not counting, uh, uh, cloudy mountain and what's it called? Intruder night stalker. Sure. Um, those were cohesively designed because they were made by someone else. Yes. Skiing was the only one of like the internal and television games that I saw that looked like it had a cohesive art style from all the Bavarian grant games. Yeah. It was very, very you know, simple. Was that Bavarian grant. I forget. It was very simple, but it, it looked like looked it, like it, it was... looked cohesive. It looked okay from my memory. And Tommy even talked about having played that one and pl- he beat it. Cause I think that was online where someone was like, how many levels it does it have? And he was like 10. Yeah. But then we never heard of it again. Where, where the fuck is skiing? Skiing hasn't popped up like Shark Shark and Cornhole and Astro Smash and all these other ones have. So, so a, a few YouTubers have played this. Two in particular got a got a got a console to play on. I, I believe the Slopes Gamer Room is not on the console, but I, you know, I, like an early Steam version or whatever. Yeah, it's just a digital because these games are going to make their way out to the world of it. <laughs> oh, they've already I, said uh, BBG's yeah. releasing releasing Astro Smash and Shark Shark to f- mobile phone first. We'll get to BBG. We'll get there. We'll get there. There's a lot to cover. So, so the point Brazilian is, butt guys. <laughs> the point is, it's Ian. These games are are going to be attached. We're supposed to be attached to a three hundred dollar console. Three hundred dollar console, and that's when I going back to no one ever argued me on this, especially Tommy, when we point out the value proposition of something. Yeah, because there it's was not no the, argument. It's, it's not the base cost that matters. It's how much use you get out of a product or item. Yep, that's what matters in the end. If I get way less use out of a five dollar toaster oven than a sixty dollar Cuisinart, well, the sixty dollar Cuisinart wins out. Yep, that's Absolutely. all. That's all. And he knows about his Cuisinarts. Do the people still use Cuisinarts? I forget. They do. Anyway, KitchenAid's a little bit better, but I have some Cuisinart stuff. I think my uh, I think my food processor is Cuisinart. Okay. Oh, that's a brand name. I was thinking of like yeah. a food process. Well, uh, so a Cuisinart is a brand name, but it, it became kind of like a Kleenex or a Lego gotcha. for uh, for a long time for food processors. So. This is what I'm going to say about the, the YouTubers that were given a console from Intellivision Entertainment directly or entrusted with one of the few prototypes for these small YouTube channels, one of which was an used in an investor update that we're going to get to. This is – I can't – I use the word insane so much, I can't use it anymore. It means like, nothing. It means nothing anymore when it comes to this. But the fact that this company on its death throes – Gives out a couple of what you want to say. They made ten handheld consoles and controllers to these no-name YouTubers just because they were suck-ups and they were crazy enough not to have or any questions, rational, any, any rational questions, any negativity. Uh, don't question a dear leader. I can't. It's beyond baffling that this happened. Yeah, man, a, it is a company <laughs> crazy. that took and blew seventeen million dollars. Two of the only known prototypes ends up in these YouTubers' hands to do videos on their little channels. It's I don't know what to say. I, no, no one does. No one does. <laughs> no one knows what to say about um, this. Cornhole was played with one with a, a YouTuber. Yes, and for some reason put their children in there. I'm not going to address that. I think it's a bad idea though. Uh, because there's people that can leave comments, whatever. The cornhole was broken. 
Oh yeah, that's what I was getting to. It, it just it, <laughs> it, it looked awful. Like the 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 motion does not match the throws. The motions looked the same almost every time, and we got wildly different uh, throws. At one point in the video, the child throws the the bag like like in golf, you can hook or slice. Slices the throw with their arm, meaning it's going to go to the right. Yeah, it's going to go to the right of the board. In the video, the bag goes to the left of the board. Yep, it did the opposite direction the child was throwing the physics were fucked at one point the i didn't watch all that i skimmed through you can't uh, i can't it's ridiculous by the way the asses don't match on that either they're ridiculous oh no they're all over the bag hits the front of the corn hole board and bounces off forward in the air like a fucking rubber ball yeah have if you have played cornhole with bean bags they don't bounce like that because they're beanbags. It flattens. You don't see that happen. It's not going to bounce back forward and off. It will slide off. It will not act like rubber. The physics are fucked on that. The game is broken. It's broken. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, they do not act like beanbags. No. And there's obviously not real motion, which we knew that back when Tommy revealed it and his little walk through the walk through the fucking uh, company headquarters video when he revealed it was broken. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was an even earlier worse. Uh, but I don't think it's progressed version. that far past that. It didn't take as it didn't look like it took as many clicks to throw the thing. And that video is like three clicks to throw the thing in the old video. All right, let, let's go through the anyway. Phil Adams, CEO. Let me read. I like to read. You this, can, this, you this can up, cut in. This update came out around the third week of uh, May, <clears throat> about a week and a half ago. <clears throat> So a lot, a lot of reading going on. We're missing the NBA Finals for this, but we're DVRing it. Oh, it's good to be back. <sighs> you ready out of your Waterloo? Yeah. The last 18 months since becoming the CEO has been an extremely difficult time for the Intellivision business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost choked. A long list of disappointments from both inside, inside. and outside. Inside. Yes. That, to me, seems like a admission that you fucked up and a direct attack at Tommy. Maybe. A long list of disappointments from both the inside and outside of the company had to be taken on. Going back to that, maybe I, I, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but when you put that in the at the top and people know what's been going on, I, I'm sorry, that's impossible for me to read as anything other than an attack at Tommy. Your fault. You should have threw him off the company a year and a half before you did. During this time, we laid off a large portion of our staff, restructured our management team, and began the process of reevaluating every aspect of the business, which included the path that lay ahead for Intellivision. Tell me about the path, Bill. Phil. What we have distilled down from countless hours of <laughs> countless hours of self-assessment <laughs> is that we are, or more accurately, wish to be. There it is. There's the secret. Wish. There's the secret. Wish casting in the business of creating a living room experience that brings people of various ages together in group play. There's so many little delicious details in here, like more accurately wish to be admitting that they're not in any sort of business at all. No, they don't, well, they don't have a business right now. We'll get to what the business is in a, in a second. Yep. Uh, anyway, sitting this. Okay. Uh, that we more likely wish to be in the business of creating a living room experience that brings people of various ages together in group play. It is the experience between people sitting in the same room that will be our primary measure of success. This, first and foremost, comes from offering great content. Uh Mm, Okay, sure. Uh, As an entertainment business, we realize that creating great content requires world-class partners, 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 partnerships, and a focus on strategies where we can effectively achieve the necessary level of excellence to succeed. To this end, mm -hmm, now we're getting to the meat. 
To this end, we will be announcing a string of new partnerships that will not only help bring fun and innovative content that captures the Amico experience, but also bolsters and celebrates our content's appeal by licensing our IP to development partners who have produced who that have product pedigrees that are creatively aligned and best poised to bring something great to market. Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. Two, leveraging our IP in ways that ensure that ensures delivery on Amico, but additionally expands our content to entirely new audiences and television would otherwise be unable to reach. And three, acquiring new IP that embodies Amico and fits our strategic focus. This will include licensing IP for other platforms where it makes sense to do so. Okay, that's a mouthful. Um, yep. So let's just put it this way. The reason they have half of their library of games was from the Bavarian grant money that went into stuff like uh, Astro Smash, right? Uh, got biplanes. Skiing. Uh, the fucking Pong game that looked terrible. Yes. Um, what am I, uh, Shark Shark as well? I believe Shark Shark. Uh, yes. Yes. Shark and Astro Tank Smash. Tank. I don't think tank. I don't think tank battle was was one of those. Tank uh, tank and shark shark might have been, but there was like five. There's like six or games. I don't have the list in front of me. I'm tired. It's fine. That's where they got the money to have a viable, in theory, an ecosystem to begin with. Let's just put that out there. They have no money to acquire, acquire new IP. If they don't have money to have people work on the console, there's no money to acquire new IP. What are they going to acquire? They can't get Bubsy. Atari got them already. Like, what are they going to buy? What are they going to buy? They're going to find some other indie games on Steam that you know no one bought. These games are going to try to. There's no money. It, it's funny because uh, you know it's it, you go from a line like what we have distilled down from is that we are or more accurately wish to be like an admittance of we're not doing oh. anything to suddenly talking big about licensing IP, leveraging our IPs. You have. Nothing, and you're going to have a lot less, but we'll get to that in a minute, sure. too. Our, i got to get through this. Our commitment to delivering a unique and innovative platform that brings people together has not wavered. Sure. What has changed, and here it is that no one's ever going to get, like, certain members of the, that cult are never going to get through their thick skulls. What has changed is our philosophy on how to deliver that experience. The business environment is quite different than from what it was in 2018. No, it's not. When it's the original and television business plan was put together, it was a horrible idea then, guys. We cannot solely be dependent on a traditional hardware console business what? model. What? The system that was promoted as being the only way to experience unique, exclusive games that cannot be done anywhere else is now uh, not, 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 it's not the focus. They cannot solely be dependent on it. The cost and time to scale such a business is too great. Oh, no fucking shit. This would have been nice to know <laughs> before you got millions and upon millions and millions of dollars. And it's like people. this, the cost and time really? to scale such a business is too great. Is not really, that's not a unique nugget of wisdom that they had to deep down really? hard to find. People have been telling them this. For years. Well, us and other people. Okay. We must be more creative in how we deploy our intended entertainment experience. Not only delivering a better experience for our customers, but also reducing the time and cost to scale the business. It's too late. The money's gone, though. Yes. Like, this was something you should have found out in 2020 when you did your first delay and realized, holy shit, or we're after, in trouble. When the we're investor backed out 
in 19. When the investor backed out, that's when <laughs> you needed to be like, okay, console's not going to be it. We're going to, you know, develop these games, we'll our licenses, publisher. we're going to be a publisher. Yeah. And that's where it would have been. But Tommy had already stalked all this fucking shit, and yes. he could not let it go. Could not. So, um, we want to assure our fans that shipping a console remains a part of our product strategy. Sure it does. Sure it does. You know, I was going to say a joke, Dorn. The development and hands-on testing of our pilot units have been a successful step forward. How? 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 What what have you discovered? How? 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 You put these videos up on these YouTube channels, get 300 views. To these folks, how is that? What are, what are you showing? Because to the few what are you pe- showing? Because to the few people who are still true believers, all they need to hear is say, "Oh, they're making steps forward." Okay, Phil said they're moving forward. That's good enough for me. But but you did your 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 events at various locations. You did like four or five of them. Turkey Point, yeah, Turkey you, Point, you did a bunch of Boomers, <laughs> famous, famous Turkey name. Point. So I mean, like, like wasn't that supposed to be the proof of concept? But now there's nothing else. You can't do those anymore. Uh, you know, maybe there's not many consoles in house anymore. They have no staff to set them up. All right, go on. We want to assure our fans that shipping a console remains a part of our product. Tr- oh, right, right, right. Um, as a testament of this progress, we are pleased to share with you this video of a father and son playing Shark Shark on one of the pilot units in their home. Again, I'm not saying anything about them. It's just you cannot say that showing someone playing Shark Shark is progress when you have been telling people for years that the games are all buttoned up and ready to go. This is nothing That's not new. Progress. That's been the same show. Shark Shark and same console quo. for two years, probably. Right. Has been, worked, has been worked on for two years, from what we know. As part probably. of our expanded strategy, uh, we also plan to bring the Amico experience to other oh, hardware uh, platforms, starting with mobile devices under the name Amico Home. What we said so early on just make these mobile phone games, put them out as downloadable titles, put them on Steam, put them elsewhere. The Pat and Ian business model. Comes to fruition. I, I uh, what's what's the word uh, that people use? I can uh, c- c- I can c- not collaborate. I, I can. Con- I'm available for consulting. Super uh, fucking well, cheap. We, we've apparently done consulting for free for years now because yeah. they're they're using what we've said forever. But I'm not an expensive date. You want to ask uh, me some questions about your business? I turn okay. out okay. Better more more let, more let, often than not. Can I focus in on how bad the branding is? First of all, yes. Amico Home. Mobile devices, home, mobile, mobile devices. The console is Amico Home. That's home. This is not a proper branding name if this is going to be mobile. You have to call. I don't give a shit what you call it, but it's not home. home. Right. That's just dumb on its surface. Sorry. That's that's frequency. Unless they're admitting that people will sit around in their home and play games on their cell phones together, which was something Tommy said people absolutely do not do. Okay. Next. So. Amico Home. Amico Home will dramatically reduce the hardware footprint needed to enjoy Amico games because you're just announcing you're being a mobile game seller. Um, We'll provide more. Amico Home will dramatically reduce the hardware footprint needed to enjoy Amico games and provide more developers the opportunity to explore the creative potential of in-room multiplayer games with our innovative physical and smartphone controllers. Okay. Okay. So they've got their physical controllers. They still want to do those. You know, those are ridiculously over-engineered and expensive. What I'm curious what they mean by smartphone controllers. They just mean like using your smartphone, smartphone. as a controller. Yes. Which is what the app was supposed to do. But, but they were just talking about Amico Home, and now they're talking about using the smartphone as a controller, and the smartphone would be where the screen is. 
and the the innovative physical controllers, we know you can't play games on the screen. So what is he even fucking saying? This broadening of the talent pool will bring new ideas in gaming that will shape the future of Intellivision in our place in the market. No one cared before. No one magically cares now. There are already thousands, if not thousands upon thousands of mobile game developers. Sure. We are excited for this future. We are excited to not be in hot water for a little bit longer. We are excited for this future and what it means for bringing the Amico experience to the public. Those who... Oh, God. Oh, God. I forgot about this best one. Those who... (laughs) You want me to read it again? No. Those who supported in television early on helped set the foundation for all that we have been able to achieve. Oh, yeah. And we are truly thankful to you all. Mm -hmm. Thankful for your In the coming weeks, those that have maintained (laughs) maintained a deposit will be able to sign in and verify their spot on the priority list, Amico Club List. The Amico Club List will be used as the primary mechanism to prioritize access to special products, early access to new games, and other unique offers. More details to follow. Again, we thank you for your patience and support as we chart a new course for Intellivision and establish our own unique position in the vast and vibrant video game industry. Phil Adam, CEO. Holy shit, that last line, it's just, I mean, you frame that. This is just insane, the spin on this. Those that have maintained a deposit... Like, Those that have maintained a deposit, as opposed to the people you can't fucking refund because you have no money to refund them. So this is what's going to happen. I, 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 if I'm a betting person, and I'm usually right on these predictions, Ian usually is too. Hey, Ducky, I got it. They're going to have you sign in. If you if you still never got your money back, they're going to have you sign up for this fucking bullshit, and they'll put a disclaimer somewhere, a legal disclaimer saying... If you agree to this, you are in. You are not. Uh, you have no rights to any refund here or now in the future. Yep. Not that you are anyway. Probably from the fucking original uh, Fig uh, pre-orders. By the way, but, Fig Fig is gone as a website. By the way. Yeah. So so there's the that. original pre-order website that you can put on and whatever the bullshit. With, with, that's gone. That's on the other side. Yeah, um, I, I would read that stuff real quickly because they're definitely going to try to get this debt down as much as they can, and I would not be surprised if they put some sort of weird click wrap on uh, on there that you know you have to click through. Yeah, remember the original funding was on Fig for this yes. before, before they got the, a, a line share in Republic, but Fig is where you could pre-order directly. Um, yeah, they were they, Fig joined uh, Republic platform, and now re, it now goes to uh, Republic. So the, something's going on with the Fig website; it's it's gone. It's not just Republic. Um, this is, it's of course, this is a disgrace, this update. After the last update, by the way, before this was, what was it, September before this on Republic? What is that path, man? That's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole pregnancy time, time span of, of before an update. Nine months. Jesus. <laughs> it's a good way to look at it. It's nine months. <sighs> nine full months. Just about. Maybe you had an Amico baby in that time. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong, going on in your personal life. We're not going to segue into something that Phil brought up. Licensing IP. Pre-existing IP, right? That's one of the things you're going to do to get the, the, the television name out there to keep hope alive of the Amico. That's what's going to... The, the little, the, little the, the tiny television flame will be kept. Like the Olympic flame gets kept, you know, always... always. 
always on. Mm-hmm. That's that's the argument, right? Well, here's the problem. Um, they're they're uh, Phil is dismantling the the Intellivision IP before your very eyes, dismantling it. Um, this came out in a press release from BBG Entertainment that uh, they just bought the rights to publish not on Intellivision consoles, which will never come out anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. They just bought the rights. They already were the devs for Dynablaster before, but that wasn't going to yes. be a packing game. They just bought the rights for Astro Smash and Shark Shark, two of the big games that were going to be on the Amico. We're talking packing game shit, right? The ones that were shown off, one in the video. They bought the rights for these two, not just the modern versions. This is the worst part. No, they own it all. They own the original Intellivision game copyrights and the fucking trademarks to Shark Shark and Astro Smash now. That's sold off. Two of the, the better known, and there's not a lot of them. There's like five or six only. Two of the better known, if you want to say better known, Intellivision classic games are now not owned by Intellivision anymore. Uh, Intellivision uh, Entertainment or Holdings, we'll get into that. They're gone. Frank Cifaldi had a good uh, uh, thread about it on Twitter the other day, basically stating that uh, when it comes down, those, those are like two keystones. Yes. In, in the collection. They're not amazing games on their own. I like Astro Smash. Like I it's do fine. like the original Astro Smash. I like I like the I like the, that you lose points if you miss them. So there's that sure. risk reward in play. It's a simple game. Um but they are definitely two of the uh um totem like you know the 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 pillars the pillars the pillar games for Not the television, life. television yeah. games maybe you want to say right top 10 in television games whatever so they don't they're not really going to sell anything on their own because they're not great games but when you would sell an Intellivision collection of games like like the blue sky rangers did with mm-hmm. uh, Intellivision lives you know they had the rights to all that um you know seeing those two on there was enough to trigger a memory or something. The Intellivision library as a whole has been greatly cheapened by the loss of those two games. Absolutely. And what Frank brought up in the thread, I believe, was that the meaning behind these games takes a huge hit and importance when it's not tied to the platform. Right, exactly. When it's not the whole... Yeah. Like, Shark Shark on its own, like, if Shark Shark came out today as a game, there's other games like it. Microsoft did one that was big, Feeding Frenzy, I think. If if Astro Smash came out today, you'd be like, oh, this is just a, a fucking clone of 50 other fucking arcade right. games from the early 80s. Who cares? Yeah. The, it only meant something to people because of its association with, with television. Yeah, within That's that it. within that context. That's it. Yeah. Astro Smash means nothing outside of that context. So now the rights for, uh, for these games, if Intellivision ever comes out with a future console, they can use these games. That's not happening. That's not happening, though. Yep. And now, uh, to to a person who likes in television, that's going to cheapen the whole experience. So, because that 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 library, that core chunk of games, is no longer together. So, one of the smartest things, and it also, I think they, they said it doesn't affect previous activations, meaning like stuff that already exists, like on the Evercade pack stuff like right, that. right. But that means like. Good luck if you wanted to see like a, not saying you're going to see the same quality, like a version of the Atari fiftieth, yeah. the Intelligent fiftieth. They'd have to relicense those games out from BBG to get them on there now. They yep. don't have the rights to them to do that. 
for a software release. Yeah, can, and you honestly, fucking, that's, that's probably you fucking, the best way to put it. Can you fucking believe that? Can you believe that? Thank you, Tommy. Thank you for your awful fucking idea. Yeah. You, you, oh, I'm going to save in television. No, you oh, just you, you fucking destroyed it. <laughs> you, you, you just, you're storing it piece by piece. This is the press release from BBG uh, out of Munich. It's, it's all Germany. All this stuff. There's all the money thrown around from German taxpayer monies, and now they're, 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 they now own... Do we have to read the whole BBG press release? Oh, it's not so bad. It's not bad. Uh, developer behind the nostalgic entertainment classic games like Boulder Dash is excited to announce the launch of three re- revived legend, legendary games for PCs and modern consoles. Can't do these games anywhere else, Ian. That's what we were told on Twitter from mm-hmm. the CEO. As part of its reimagined summer games lineup, providing cross-platform gaming fun for the whole family on PC... Nintendo Switch and Xbox consoles. The lineup includes remastered, reimagined, remastered versions of the multiplayer Evergreen Dino Blaster, Evergreen, as well as the recently acquired Intellivision 16-bit classics Shark Shark and Astro Smash. So Dino Blaster is interesting to me because Dino Blaster was originally a European port of well, that's, that was a name in Europe of Bomberman. Yeah, yeah. They, they use that name. They weren't allowed to use Bomberman, maybe, but but then they bought the Dino Blaster name, and now they're making their a own, Bomberman ripoff. Their own, yes, it's yeah, not, it's, it's not Bomberman, right? Um, and I think I feel like that's worth bringing up because that could be confusing for European people. We are proud to have Shark Shark and Astro Smash, including the original game ver- uh, game versions and versions for future consoles from Intellivision, now part of our portfolio. They got they own it now. They own two of the two of the most important in television games. You believe that? And to put the nail the nail on it, legal at the end. Astro Smash and Shark Shark are either trademarks or registered trademarks of BBG Entertainment. Not in television anymore. Nope. Keith Robinson is is spitting in his grave. And I and I was privy from uh, a source to what uh, Keith wanted to do. With Intellivision, which I, I told you about, mm-hmm. it was closer to an Atari 50th thing, where like a museum study of, of the games and you can play them. That's what Keith wanted to do. Keith passes away, and Tommy Tallarico, the fucking <coughs> lying vulture, swoops in, gets his hooks in, sweets talks the people that have the rights to Intellivision, and, and buys them out enough to be, you know, the head of all this shit. And this is what you happen. This is what happens now. Every year it goes by, this is going to happen more and more, and we don't know where this money's going towards. We don't know, uh, it's supposed to be, as uh, supposedly, reportedly, six figures this was worth to this BBG company. Yeah, six figures, I mean... Which is way, way too fucking much, by the way. They're probably just throwing money out just to throw money out. Yeah, but, but if you paid $100,000 for it, because that's technically six figures, yeah. that's uh, not enough money to do anything. Well, it's way business. too much. You're not making. You're not breaking even, uh, paying paying sure. 50 grand each for, for these two games. You're just no, not. No. But... Where's this money going? I mean, Philly can go on another vacation somewhere. Uh, Tommy can go do another fucking uh, cruise ship game of backgammon that he reportedly w- w- was doing somewhere. Where's this money going? It's, is it keeping in television alive? Or are you just paying yourself a couple of salaries because there's no money coming in anywhere it's else? It's going into the development of the new Amico Club. Yes, that's where it's going. <laughs> fucking joke. I don't know. What a fucking joke. Yep. So fucking annoying. Now I'm going to read... There was a again German German article from Games GamesWorkshop.de. They got an interview probably on the on the tail end of this BBG deal. They got an interview with Phil Adam that I'm going to read and I'm going to try not to throw up. Can I read this one, Ian? Yeah, that's, this one's all you. We made this decision ahead of time. Yeah, this one was for you, <laughs> like Solomon's decision. Yeah, cutting the baby in half. <laughs> oh God, um, Phil Adam, the Intellivision Amico's last hope. 
with the same picture you see from him that's used everywhere. Um, no console without cash. In order for the Intellivision Miko to somehow go into a, ser- uh, a, a series of productions, uh, this is a translation, it might be bad, CEO Phil Adam relies on a radical change of strategy. In quotes, I am 69 years old. I don't let that distract me. I'm not even reading this. My job is to keep the company alive and deliver very good products to families. All right. By that, Phil Adam means all the suspicion and ridicule that has swept through forums and social media for years and still does on a daily basis. Because Adam is chief executive officer of Intellivision Amico LLC, the U.S. company that has been pursuing the rather ins- the rather insane plan. This is a, this is a, a real game site. Yes. Yeah. Rather insane plan since 2018 to enrich the game console market with the Intellivision Miko. Insane plan. Until recently, this console could also be pre-ordered in Germany. For example, at Media Markt and Amazon. Cost a sporty 280 euros. Sporty. Sporty. That must be sarcastic. (laughs) Including pre-installed games and two controllers. The device was originally supposed to be released in fall 2020. Uh, The manager cannot give a specific date even when asked. More on that in a moment. Phil Adam is like Obi-Wan Kenobi in television's last hope. This week, you took the time to layer the most pressing questions that have accumulated over the past few months in a video session with Games Wirtschaft. Well, I don't, I gotta see this video. Why a German publication of all things? More on that in a moment. <laughs> the most impressive message first. Yes, Intellivision is still widely determined to produce and deliver the promised console at some point. Adam assure, assures the console is production ready. Aha! Alone, there is a lack of the necessary capital for series production. Wasn't that the whole fucking point of the Republic? Yeah, it was the money for production. It's on the rocket ship. <laughs> yep. It's Wait, ready to go. It just needs a little more fuel. Tommy said the, the console and games were ready. Are you fucking serious? Sorry, where was I? Um, there's a lack of necessary capital for ser- uh, series production. And because of that, Adam turned the business model on its head. The top priority, collect money somehow. We're going to sell off our IP, the only thing we fucking have. We're going we're gonna to sell the games that were traded from German taxpayer money just, back, back to a German company. I just love the, the fucking gall it takes to sell off, like, two of your most important properties and then say, we'll, we'll be acquiring new property in yeah. the future. You're not acquiring shit. Um and so is often the case this time. He comes into play when the going gets tough, says the game's pioneer. Like in the early 80s when he, f- when he founded the cult company Spectrum Holobyte, which under adventurous circumstances landed the distribution rights for the PC version of Tetris. Uh, unfortunately, you did not get the console rights, which is where the money was actually at, but that's a whole other conversation. Yep. Adam describes his current strategy as survive, then strive. In other words, survive first and move on from there. One of the first acts as in television fire- firefighter was to stop running costs and reduce the brutal cash burn rate because they fired everyone over a year ago that's what they did it was like late spring of last year um almost the entire workforce was laid off he closed offices that were often empty anyway during the pandemic pr and marketing have practically come to a standstill there's no no count the the, the youtuber 300 subscribers showing off the prototype console in the meantime only five people are employed in television he himself an expert in finance what uh, expert, a colleague in business development, plus a few freelancers and consultants. Put us on the payroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, each McDonald's br- branch has more staff capacity. That's funny uh, from the article there. How on television wants to make money in the future. Adam literally cannot afford to ideologically adhere to the 10 original television commandments. That's why he has a Miko license like Shark Shark and Astro Smash sold to Munich-based BBG Entertainment a few months ago. Wow, a few months ago. We're just hearing about it now. Yeah. The trademark rights have also been transferred. That really fucks with me. The fact that they, they bought the trademark as well. 
Like, that means they can't yeah. make a new one yeah. with that name, too. BBG wants to offer these and other Intellivision games soon on PC, Switch, and Xbox. They're already listed on Steam. I didn't even see that. Uh, so, okay, they're on Steam. There are. There's Steam listings for Shark Shark and Astro Smash and Dino Blaster. There you go. Uh, get in early on those. Um, Adam does not agree with the accusation that this would uh, would turn the silverware into silver. From his point of view, the deal has not changed the brand promise because Shark Shark, uh, on which Intelligent Meagle is allowed to offer, uh, and company. Now, other platforms would be added. What's not to love? Well, there goes the, the purpose for buying your fucking console because they're all supposed to be exclusive games. games. Exactly. That was your business model. Yep. Conversely, Adams expects a marketing effect from these license deals because this would also bring in, in commissions, which in turn would be used to convince investors. Oh, fuck off. Motto, we're still here and we're here to stay. And if, the, and if that succeeds, you can finally produce the consoles. Ideally, there would be enough money to serve more than just the pre-orders. How many Steam versions of Shark Shark would you possibly have to sell in order to get commissions from BBG in order to produce consoles? Uh, I don't know, uh, 10 million? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? Yep. Can we get real for a second? Uh, anyway. Because you can finally produce consoles. Ideally, there would be enough money to serve more than just pre-orders. Yeah, sure. Uh, tax money from Miko Games. Stupid German money. Incidentally, it is no coincidence. Okay, I'll skip this. This goes into just uh, Moon Patrol. I don't Pong. think. Okay, here it is. Pong, Moon Patrol, Shark Shark, and Skiing. Uh, also, Snafu and Biplanes. Six games from German taxpayer money. So all the all the ha, ha, most, most most of the packings. Shark Shark, Skiing, Pong, Moon Patrol, Snafu, <laughs> Biplanes. I thought Astro Smash was on there as well. I guess not. Uh, it's hard to keep track. Uh, I'm watching this Astro Smash video, and I don't think you lose points if uh, the rocks hit the ground. So they they change how it works. I mean, that was the only. I, I got to check this again because that was the only unique feature. I'll, I'll skim the rest of this article, but that's the important bullshit from Phil. Uh, it goes into the target group was families. Critics complain that Intelligent offers a solution for which the appropriate problem has yet to be invented because a Switch delivers family co-op. Yes, get a fucking Switch. Get Clubhouse games. There you go. That's yeah. the, that's the Intellivision Miko experience. Oh, it does. Okay, it does. Price point is terrible. It does. Um, this is this is this is the quote here. Adam does not accept the argument that the price for hardware and accessories is too high. In quotes, some of our critics simply do not understand how expensive it is to produce such controllers. Uh, I mean, we. I mean, maybe, maybe that's true, but that's that's not an excuse. You shouldn't have fucking tied your ship to these fucking awful controllers that no one wants and don't do anything special. Phil. It's the last thing a consumer wants to hear is the CEO whining, whining. about the production costs of their product. That Sony doesn't not, do this. Microsoft doesn't fucking do this. That is not the consumer's concern nor responsibility. It is your responsibility to have a business plan with that, proper priced yeah. consumable products that you know you can sell to a viable audience. Yeah. That's what Nintendo does. That's what Microsoft does. That's what Sony does. And everyone else in the fucking world knows that. If something is too expensive, you do not whine about it. You fix it. it. Or you fix it before you get to the point where you're fucking tied to it, like an anchor going down into the depths of the ocean of capitalism, <laughs> which is what has happened. 
because your controllers were over-engineered bullshit. You should have had controllers that cost $10 each to produce or $15, not fucking $40, $50. That's your problem, Phil. Yeah. Not ours. You fucking baby. Baby. As a business person, that really fucked with me, that quote. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's dumb. That's insane. Um, we didn't manage to keep the production costs of the console as low as possible. Mm-hmm. And Corona didn't help here because component prices have skyrocketed. Your fucking fault again. Your fault. You didn't. Analog Duo put out their products. We got we got the fucking uh, Playdate came out. Xbox came out with their stuff. Nintendo came out with more switches. Everyone else came out. Uh, Evercade came out with their new console. Everyone else had no problem, Phil. I'm probably missing a few things, right? Yeah, probably. Analog Pocket came out. Pocket. Only you were the only one, Phil. Ridiculous. Too expensive. What does Tommy Tallarico actually do? It's a header in the article. Fucking nothing. Nothing. He wasted your money with an awful vision of a product that was never going to succeed for a viable marketplace, and he fucked off. Does does Phil say anything about that? Does he say anything about Tommy? Does Tommy get any mention? It's just it's just a recap of him being uh, okay. awful, him about being the cousin of uh, Aerosmith rocker Stephen Tyler. Really? They bring that up? That's in the article. Uh, Tolari- this is in bold. Tolerico's career as an emotionally emotionally flammable Intellivision mascot has also come to a temporary end. At, at this to- at the same time, this prevents Tolerico from spending hours working through doubters and mockers in forums, podcasts, and YouTube videos, and, oh. and very quickly and very regularly changing the tone. This this article writer knows what a fucking dumpster fire this is. Obviously, yeah, right. They, so they, they, they say uh, it, he is officially out. Is that what he said? It's pre- temporarily come to an end. I mean, he was kicked out of CEO. We know that, but I just out. don't think anyone actually, you know, acknowledged really no. acknowledged it. Um, in general, people have no idea what it means to bring a console to the market. In quotes, maybe Tommy. This is in quotes from Phil. Maybe Tommy had two night had two naive ideas about building a hardware company. Sure. Like any of us. No, no, no. We're not all thinking about building like a hardware company. company. We know that what? we can't, so we don't. Me too. When I found them, when I found the Spectrum Holobyte, that's that was a, a, a computer no game company, Phil. In the eighties, totally different. Yep. As entrepreneurs, we try everything that can actually work, but because we approach it with passion, there is a chance of success. That would be fine if you used your own money. That would be fine if you didn't lie to investors and you didn't lie to people that pre-ordered the console. When we even covered this, that's when we said our coverage was turning. Yeah. When you asked other people for money. Yep. After you said you wanna, numerously, you wouldn't. When you want to fuck around and, and talk about, oh, we were whining about how much the console costs or we need more money now. That's fine if you didn't already blow through all this fucking money. Paying yourself ridiculous salaries, paying yourself back loans with interest at ridiculous predatory rates, uh, giving out bad loans to Sadesh and other people. You want to oh do that? Oh, my God. Sh- that loan. That's a top 10 moment. You want to fuck around with your own money? We wouldn't have had nearly the amount of, of, of blowback. We wouldn't have cared. We would have laughed at you, yep. but we wouldn't be trying to hold you to, to task like we are now. That's the difference. And, and to finish this off, and Phil Adam doesn't want to gamble away this tiny remaining chance so easily. It's fucked. There's no chance. You don't have a tiny remaining That's chance. That's why he will do everything to make the impossible possible and deliver a game console. As a first step, pre-orders who remain loyal to Intellivision, regardless of all trust and deposit advances, are to be included in an Amico club and benefit from unspecified rewards because, in quotes, we are still there because of them. What do the investors get on Republic? What do they get? Did they get into a club? 
No. Where's that old lady in her poodles? Not. What was that old lady's name with her poodles? A nice old remember. lady. What, what did she get? Holly. Holly and her poodles. Holly. What happens to Holly? Does she get put in the club? A dumb investors club? Poor Holly. I feel bad. She didn't know any better. Yeah, she didn't. Just insane. There, I can't use that word anymore. It, it's it, not. Yeah, it doesn't mean well, insane synonym. Insane. Any final thoughts? Ian? I just. No, I, I mean I don't. I, I, my my main stuff was going through. Uh, you know his 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 original announcement. Deranged, um, uh, certifiable, psychotic. It's deranged. It's deranged. Deranged is a good one. Uh, no, it's just I. You know I. Honestly, initially when I read it, I didn't even really want to cover it because to me it was just more kicking the can, uh, which is what Phil has done forever. They just keep kicking the can. But going over it and reading it again last night and there a couple nights ago and then talking about it here, it really just it brings out some of the subtleties in the wood grain when you go wood through. Grain. When you, it, it, it's like varnishing a piece of nice wood going sure. through and, and just really reading every sentence out loud. Letting those words form and fall out of your mouth as your brain goes, why am I saying insane shit that doesn't derange make any sense? Stuff. Deranged stuff. Um, so, no, I, I don't have more to say. It's insane to me that some people deranged to me that some people still think <laughs> that <laughs> that this is coming out. Uh yeah, I feel bad again for those older Intellivision fans that now know that, hey, guess what? Intellivision doesn't own the rights to those uh, two games anymore. I do. I feel bad. I, I, I do legitimately fucking, feel it, bad for that because so many ridiculous. people, so many people, there was a small but diehard group. And I understand small but diehard groups of anything that really enjoyed the Intellivision and they really worked together to keep that all together. Imagine I mean, developers, too. It wasn't just fans. It was yeah, developers. Home, the home, they have a homebrew well, community. Well, no, but actually, the actual developers, too. Like, it was, oh, sure. it was all the people, you know? Imagine we give Tommy car- fucked it up. Well, now Phil is. Well, actually, Phil yeah. fucked it up. But Phil, Phil just—I'm uh, not saying Phil's pocketing this money, but hey, Phil's still on a salary. He's an employee. Yep. Right? Yep. Am I wrong, Phil? Correct me if I'm wrong, Phil, because Tommy won't say anything. He's too scared to say anything publicly at this point. He hasn't said anything publicly in over a year. Um, we give Atari shit all the time. Atari never sunk to these depths. No, they never—they never sold. What's the expression? Selling the not uh, the cow. But you're basically selling, push, putting the cart before the horse. No, but you're selling the cow when you can get the milk for free. No, that's a sexual. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't remember. They're selling the farm. Is uh, that it? Selling the farm. Yeah. Selling the farm. I guess they're, I, they're all in television is at this point is the game IPs. If Atari went insane and said, we're going to sell adventure. We're going to sell centipede and asteroids. You think, well, then what the hell do you have left at some point? Yeah, well, then why, you have nothing left, but a name. Why, why keep. All of it. Why keep any of it? Yeah. If you've, yeah. So, like, I'm not saying they're going to then sell, uh, what do they got? What do they have left? Uh, fr- frogs and flies and, uh, Microsurgeon. No, that's not them. That's iMagic. Oh. They don't own that. Oh. Okay. See, you're already, you're already running out of games. Yeah. So I was wrong earlier when I said that Atari buying the iMagic games was, oh, no, I said M. M Magic, M Net, M M Network, M Network, right. which was in television. And then I Magic, and you're right. Yeah, I Magic, yeah, I Magic was, was was a publisher. You're right. They did yeah. like Beauty and the Beast and the Silver Games. I think they did Star Voyager as well. Uh, maybe, but the point is that we're already running out of games. You get rid of two of like the big uh, five or six. Yep. There. And if I had if I had to predict, if I was a betting man, because I really think BBG grossly overpaid for these games. If you told me these games were worth. 15,000 each, both versions, I would say that's too much money. Yep. But 50,000 each is deranged. 
Deranged. Or let's just say they don't care about money. They want to they want to buy IPs up to try to release them. You're not going to break even BBG on this. You're not. No. What's to say Phil won't do this again next month and get rid of more of the back catalog? Well, and I feel like that's probably what is going to happen is he's just going to piecemeal off this back catalog until I, I don't know. What do you have left? That's not generic like skiing or boxing. You got um, uh, Frog Bog. Do they own that? Armor Battle? Snafu. Do they even snafu. own that? But uh, Snafu has been cloned and duplicated many times. Astro Smash. That's gone. Uh, Space Battle. No one cares. Space Hawk. Star Strike. We brought up that before. Which they're not in the same category. You're, I'm, you're already running out of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're already running out. Roulette's not going to the, the 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 gambling stuff. No one cares about. <laughs> no one cares about B seventeen bomber. Besides it being a meme, you don't own the rights to Tron. You couldn't come back out with that if you wanted to. Nope. You don't own the Tron trademark. Um, everything else is third party stuff like Burger Time and Bump and Jump. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. You don't own the iMagic games, Microsurgeon, Ice Trek, Dracula, Demon Attack, Beauty and the Beast, Atlantis. You don't own that. You're done. That I mean, that's it. That's there's, it. There's nothing left. All right. Well, well, well. I guess we'll have an update at Super Show number three when they sell off more games for fifty thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, each. No shit. What that, a catastrophe. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually see it going on this road where they're going to piecemeal out all the games. No, I didn't either. It's fucking pathetic. I, I figured they would have sold uh, everything off, but to piecemeal it out to continue this weird fucking charade. idea that anything charade. is going to come on, that's all it is. It's a shrouds. And piecemealing him out is going to let him live that. So, anyway, better news it's time to go watch some fucking basketball. Yep. So, thank you for tuning into this very special super show. We got it. We got it. DVR is probably halftime almost by now. So I'm just going to start it from live. I can't. I can't. can't I cannot do fast that. Fast forward through the commercials. You catch up so, so quickly. That's true. So, I'm serious. It's true. Just don't look at it. Go like this and rewind it back to the beginning. Well, sometimes no, if, you, if you DVR, it'll give you the option live or beginning so you don't see it. Well, this was funny. and We got to do it again in uh, August, I guess. It was a meaty one. Well, I guess it was with analog and with this. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. I can't wait to not edit this tonight. I got it not my edit time. I'm going to watch the game. All right. Bye, everyone. Uh, Mail get Jack in the Box tonight. Mail get that. <laughs> we'll see you later, everyone.